What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 35. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you today. Colin, how are you? I'm well. Now, let me no, let me kind of grace you with a little story here. This past weekend, you were gone. Right. You went to Los Angeles. Los Angeles. And I cleaned the house. Yeah. Right. Very yeah. thoroughly. It looks really good. Now, I do a thorough cleaning. Mm-hmm. I don't do one of these half-ass kind of jobs you do with the feather, feather dust and all mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I'm really getting in there. I'm moving okay. things. I'm dusting. I'm sure. doing all this kind of stuff. I go and I recall that you had brought the vacuum to the vacuum repair shop. Right. We've had this beautiful Dyson yes. vacuum. Please tell me it worked. Now, either this apartment got really dirty, uh-huh. which is possible. Yeah. Or the vacuum wasn't working properly because I filled that entire yes. canister up. Oh, the vacuum's been broken for a while. Like that thing was ch- like that. It was just full yeah. of dust and hair. It was and- when who was the last guest we had over? Not Kasavin, because we love Greg Kasavin. He could he, we, we could be living a pig side. It didn't matter. Mm. Oh, when we had the guest over for the game over Greggy mm. show, I was like, I had my hurt back, but I had Kevin bring it down. I'm like, I have to vacuum. It's disgusting in here. And I went in like the, the, the thing. Yeah, the thing is working now that wasn't working for a while. And what I used to do was I would sometimes yeah. you just keep pressing it and it works right. or I would hold it down yep. and vacuum right there with you. But, but now the switch it, broke. Yeah. So no, but it's working now though, right? Yeah, it works okay, now. So great. what I'm saying is that, you know, I because I, I, I really spend a lot of time cleaning and then yeah. the vacuum is the last thing you do, of course. You gotta vacuum you get vacuum. Yeah, you, yeah, you kick up the dust, then you vacuum. And we picked up quite a bit of dirt. So I just Good. wanted to congratulate you. No, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, sorry. That it was like I had repair. I had it to vacuum then, broken, fixed, like $135 for a switch about that big. And then And they fixed it. Ran away. Yeah, oh yeah, it works. So $135 it cost you. Yeah. And how much did that vacuum cost? That's a pretty expensive vacuum. Yeah, the Dysons are what, like five hundred or six hundred dollars? Something it was a gift. I forget. No, well, they get work. up there. So no. now, when you brought it to the the because we talked about this thing on a reggae show, yeah. you brought it to the vacuum repair shop. What was your experience like there? Were they Great. were they ready for you? It was one of those impressive ones where I walked it in. and He goes, "Oh, a Dyson twenty six hundred. I haven't seen one of these in a long time. Like you're, you've already earned my business, mm-hmm. sir. That you just called it on the fly with Dyson. I had this man. This gentleman has a passion this for is vacuum his passion. Cleaners. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, he knew exactly and what I was happening. It's so funny to think that. Back in the day, I remember my mom vacuuming with one of those things that you wheeled around, and then you had the oh, like, the like thing a real it was a really nice yeah, vacuum, yeah, yeah. but and you had to like replace the bags. You didn't really even know what you were picking up. There was no satisfaction. Yeah, now you get to see it all. all it's so hair. satisfying. Yeah, 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 it's gross, but it's satisfying. Why did it take so long for them to make a canister instead of just these bags? I mean, Dyson was ahead of the curve on a lot of things, yeah. except those hand washers, the hand dryers. Oh, I love those hand dryers. I the fucking blades? hate them. Why the blade works though? No, the, yeah, it, it blows shit off. You see the, this report that like it's way worse for kids to use because their faces are right there, getting all uh, the shit blown back <laughs> in their faces. <laughs> fucking dumb kids. Fucking dumb Dyson. Because I was impressed just the maybe not the cleanliness, but the dryness factor. They do the blade. They're better the than blade. The, like the stupid hand dryers. Oh, like, way better. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. But I hate hand dryers. Can I just use the paper? And like they try to do it now where they like hide the paper towels on the other side of the bathroom. I'm like I don't fucking care. I'm gonna go get it. Mm-hmm. Now here's an interesting one though. Talking I'm, about. I'm staying at the the Warner Center Marriott Tell over there for it. this Scott Lowe wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. My final stop at the bathroom in the uh, the lobby of the hotel before I jettison myself off back to San Francisco. And I'm drying my hands in the mirror mm. and this guy walks over, washes his hands, mm. dries his hands with the paper towel, looks over and like I'm I'm in front of the garbage can, but mm. not like blocking it by any means. You could easily, you know, just like a normal human being walk around me and toss it in there or whatever, but looks over there, looks back to his side. There's no trash can on his side, balls it up and throws it underneath a urinal across the room and walks out. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, you savage? You know what I mean? That's yeah. why we can't have nice things. Yeah, this is why they're forcing a hand dryer. And someone has to pick that up. Exactly, exactly. No respect. A lot of piece of, that guy's a piece of shit. A lot of piece of shit's on there. That's a piece life. of shit. Yeah. That guy's yeah. a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. And he's going to get his, and he's going to get a karmic his come up slap his in the coming. fucking face. You better believe his Believe it, as coming. sure as the moon and the sun trade places in the sky. 
that man will get it. He will get it. Yeah. Well, no. And thank you for cleaning the house. Looks great. No, you're welcome. Thanks I, for taking care of Pertilla, too. Oh, you're welcome. I blew I, a Colin Greg live bit today where I wanted to write you a thank you card and give it to you on the air. Oh, that was, that that's what I mean. Because I said, yeah. I exclaimed, God damn it, I think at one point, and that was when I remember. Right, right. Yeah. But, but we do you. acknowledge it this time. Now I acknowledge it last time. The, the text message log shows that had, I acknowledge. We had a very nice time. Lola and uh, Portillo get along famously. Lola, a little bit, maybe a little bit jealous, Portillo. Oh, really? You know, Aaron's giving Portillo a lot of attention because he's new. Yeah. Exactly, and Portillo is very cute. Like I, I, she and I were talking. She's like, he's so cute. Like she, she loves Portillo. Yeah, and I'm like, I've just been in this dog's life for so long. He's just kind of a piece he's of the furniture. Yeah, yeah, like he's just kind of there. But yeah. she was really quite enjoying him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lola, you know, trying to get close, like, you know, getting just and because Lola's used to being the center of the, of oh, the no, world, I know. Yeah, you yeah. know, the universe. So that's how dogs are. They but uh, we had a good time and uh, I didn't get to take him on like a, any excursions. The one the one weird thing. And so I got scared with the day you left. He I brought him out uh, Friday afternoon and he pooped, but didn't pee. Mm. Now here, and I'm like, mm, uh, you're going to stay in Greg's room until I walk. Sure. You again. Of course, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like my one question would be. Were you giving him 100% attention or is it possible you got distracted? Oh, no, no. I, I notice. I, I pay attention. First it of all, he pees in all the same places for me because I sure. walk him in the different direction than you do. Mm-hmm. So he does poop Wait, and you pee go in south? The, I, go I guess toward, you go north? I go up north. Yeah, yeah. And then west. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he... Sometimes we do that. That's usually a nighttime He thing. pees in the same places. So I know yeah. like where, sure. like, where he spots. poops and pees. Right. Like there's a tree where he poops every time i know that tree well and he pees seems to like to pee in like where the driveways come down yep he likes to pee in those and then they go in the so Sometimes i, I saw like, yeah now he's got he's got himself a little penis and it's hard to see little tiny pee pee he got a little tiny penis just like his dad just like his dad i and knew you were going there i knew as soon as you got in the car before he closed the door i knew where we were going with and, that he, joke. and he and he pees and then it kind of follows a little canal yeah of that little driveway kind right. of lip oh yeah and so i know even though he's got a little penis like his dad that i can see that he's that he's <laughs> That he's peeing, but I, I, to- I just get distracted sometimes with my phone and he'll do the thing where he plants his feet like I'm done. I'm like, wait, did you? And then on the walk back, I'll check the spots I'm like, oh, that one's wet. He did do. Yeah, he's stubborn. Like, like he like he it was raining and oh, I like his no, whole thing where like he that. like walks out literally pees and then this is like done. Let's go back in. And I'm like, wow, you're, you really don't want to be out here. Yeah, like, I, broke him. I broke him. I broke him. All those habits of yeah. wanting to be outside and being a normal dog. So anyway, he was fine. He didn't eat very much. Mm, yeah, he's depressed. He's the opposite of us eating when we're depressed. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, it doesn't matter how happy or depressed I am. I'm going to eat. We should go to, we should take, you should take Lola and I should take Porter and we should go to Off the Grid this weekend. The, the we went a park. few weeks ago. I like that. I like it down yeah, there. The Presidio. Yep. Yep. Great times. The fan Wing recognized wings. me there when yeah, I was in yeah, for yeah. a beer. Um, yeah, some good stuff there. Nopolito. I had their nachos yep. when I was there yeah, last yeah. time. No, I'm not a huge food. fan of Nopolito. Thank you. Me neither. But, you know, Nopa, same company. Now, yeah. Nopa's confusing when they start doing that with the names. Way better. Whatever. But Nopa's amazing. Here's what I want to know, though. Talk to me about Came home. Packed my, you know, put my bag away. Saw your PS4 in the living room. Mm. What were you playing out there? Uh, two games. Okay. Uh, I was playing Shadow Complex Remastered. Ah. Now, uh, I'm about a quarter of the way through the game. When I'm reminded of this game, two things. Games have come a long way in terms of graphical fidelity. The cutscenes are fucking awful. They're just atrocious. Yeah. Uh, also, as an aside, 1A, let's call it a 1B, Nolan North playing Drake in this sure. game. Now a this part- is this is right in the really the really meaty part where Nolan played a whole bunch of drinks. Right, exactly. And it's again like dark void and what, so on. Yeah, exactly. What I always like to toss out is you can make fun of him for it, but it's not Nolan's fault. That's the casting director. Oh, yeah. Nolan North it was great as David in Last of Us. You probably a lot of people if you didn't know, you didn't know. And then he was he's great as a uh, penguin in uh, the Arkham oh, games, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No, like no, no, well, no. I'm just saying for somebody who might not be as 
up on his entire IMDb that Nolan's voice can do a whole bunch of things. But for some reason, they're always like, you sound like a generic white guy. Do that voice. It's like, all right. But I'm reminded with Shadow Complex, like how good that game is. Yeah. It's not a hard game or an exact game in any way, like like play play wise with the gameplay with the gunplay. It's it's a very inexact game. It, it it really is just a Metroidvania game that that is way more about the exploration and the backtracking than it really is about the combat. Sure, which is cool and bad. I mean, it would have been fun to have like better combat in the game, but I, I am reminded how good it is. You still like it? Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, and then I've been playing Alien Nation. Ah, yes. Do you still have to play offline or they yeah, patch that? I've been playing offline. Fucking goddamn. Uh, there's no patch for the game yet. Okay. Um, as of the time we're recording this. Right. Uh, really, really like it. Really yeah, fantastic game. Great. I don't know that I like it as much as Dead Nation. Mm. Uh, I like that there's more permanent progression for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dead Nation always felt like I was doing something in the moment, but then afterwards as my character super strong. Now I have stats and different guns and I know what's happening. I feel like the game is imbalanced in a sense that I'm like going from, you know, I beat all of the uh, Barrel Alaska missions mm-hmm. and then I'm and I jumped forward to um, I think I'm in Ukraine or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was going to say that's when you jumped the ocean. Uh, and I did missions there, but I feel like I feel like you I'm like way under leveled, even though I'm doing every mission. Like I'm just I was getting through these missions so easily and now I'm getting killed like five, six, seven times on a mission before I'm finished with it. They probably want you to grind it out, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming that either the game is really not balanced for one player play or that I need to grind more by going to the other missions and playing on a hard difficulty level or whatever. Yeah. But uh, that's a, a minor squabble. I, I think the game's fun. The gameplay is solid. The upgrades are a little weird. I don't really quite understand what I'm doing with those orbs that I'm finding. And then I put like two orbs into the next one and it makes one orb. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Getting like across, I don't really know. I'm I think just doing it, making them, doesn't it? I was thinking it was very much like the division with mods that way, where you can take two low level ones and get a medium level one, and then take two medium ones and get a high level. It one is a little obtuse. Yeah. Also, the re-rolling, I'm not crazy about. You use like these. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Maybe you might like, have better attributes. If yeah, I do like this. use materials to re-roll, and you can get it better or worse. Statistics Every time I did, it got worse. So I'm just like, I don't know. I, I there the system. So alienation's gameplay is fun, and I think the the leveling up's fun, and the weapons yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But the, the subsystems a little half baked to be a perfect honesty. Yeah, the, not bad. I don't really take away from the game because they don't need to be there at all. But I do feel like it would have been f- more fun to have more equipment and uh, upgrading, modifying what you already have with the items you find or the materials you find. So I do have some minor squabbles with that. But uh, I think the game's fun. I'll go back to it. I, I want to get through Shadow Comics. We have too many games. I Hopefully, know. I'll have Homefront soon. Right Doom here. comes out this week. So, like, I don't know. Alienation's a game I'm going to, like, play with, like, here and there. And That's my thing. Because really, I was really very excited about it. I was gung-ho it. with Alienation when it came out. I enjoyed it when I was playing it. And then it kept resetting. And then we were going to do the multiplayer day with the, the subs and stuff. And it all fell apart. And now I'm just too far gone. I can't get back to it. I played it. I enjoy it. I like it. It's a lot like Helldivers. If it hadn't eaten my saves, I'm, sh- I'm sure I would have played it for longer and done more right. stuff with it. But now I'm struggling on. What I want to know for you is, what about Uncharted? Are you holding off on the Platinum Pace right now? Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait until the trophy guides are out for yeah. it. I yeah. mean, I beat the game on hard. Um, I loved it. Yeah, it was a great game. Happy people, Uncharted Day, everybody. People can go watch our uh, review. Right. Hopefully YouTube. by then the spoiler game. cast is up too. If you've beaten it, spoiler cast and Let's Plays, etc., and so on. Um, uh, it's a fantastic game. Sure. And I think maybe you know probably PlayStation 4's best game you have to say like overall mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm really f- excited for people to play it I'm at 43 or 45% now of my trophies my crushing playthrough is out of the way really the only thing that's in front of me that I think is going to be a big investment in terms of just for the trophies because I, I think I feel like I'm going to play some multiplayer with this mm-hmm. one I'm actually going to do stuff with it but in terms of like real time investments that speed run speed run uh, you can do it oh I know I'm, I'm not because you can no, probably no, no, play no, no, it on no. explorer yeah. Oh no. You can play it on Explorer. You can turn on the auto aim and all that crap. Like I'm not worried about the. I I totally think it's doable. It's just one of those that I also don't want to chip away at. I want it to be all right. 
roll up my sleeves. I have six hours. If it goes that long, you know, knock on wood, you get it done at four or something. I think five. the bigger concern is the aiming. No, because if I do it on Explorer and I do I turn on like the aim assist or whatever, and then I'm just you figure I can take a ton of damage. I can aim assist. I can also spawn in whatever weapon I want. I'm going to spawn in that pistol that like kills everybody oh, in one the, shot. The, yeah, the uh, and just pistol. And, and I'm only going to run up on people. And if and if I can, I'm just going to melee them to death. Only worry about that and just go through. Yeah, I'm excited for people to play it. We've yeah, had it for too. a while, so I mean, it's 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 it doesn't seem quite as new or fresh or exciting anymore. Sure, but it's, yeah, it's, but it's going to be forever. That's my whole thing with it. Is like I've been waiting. You know, I, I played through the crushing thing, then I went to LA, and now that I'm back. You know, today as we record this, all the spoiler embargoes went up, so people have been put, like, I'm using ps4 trophies over on youtube all their videos running through it and the fact that oh, all so they already have all oh stuff. yeah they got it all loaded they've been putting up videos every two hours and so i need i need treasure locations but I, the videos for that shit are annoying i don't need sure. that. i need images sure or like descriptions yeah i can't be watching videos for this shit well the it's thing about it remember is like i haven't seen i god bless brian and those guys i mean they're doing great work but i can't be he's watching got it up, i think it's an hour and a half long video of every treasure every conversation every journal and so i think i usually on his if it's that long i think they're annotated so you can go through and look at what you need or where you go to yeah it's too like i just need lists of being like this is where everything is like after this happens the way i used to write guides sure i just can't video guides are good if like you, there's some specific thing you have to accomplish sure but for collectibles it's so cumbersome so it's like it really you skip right to it though it's the same idea right because then what laborious. i because what it is is like i i let it go and then i see where it is and i pause and i have a screenshot of where it is i, I just didn't read it yeah 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 uh so i'm excited to knock that out of the park i hope to have that platinumed i would say by the weekend but probably on the weekend i'll sit down and find mm. the platinum that one you're gonna play doom? Should get doom i'm gonna play yeah i want to play the story mode of doom for sure i don't care about the multiplayer no i don't either yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but, that looks interesting yeah doom i can't wait I, very I, interesting this whole review thing they're doing where nobody has a copy of it yeah already. i i I'd, people ask me that on twitter about if you're i'm not so sure it's a bad sign i yeah. about the game's quality i think it's really like the game's not ready like the servers aren't gonna be ready the patches aren't gonna be ready it's we could read into it one of two ways. I don't think the game's going to be You figure bad. we always talk about it from our side of the industry, right? Of how do you cover these games as they come out now? I think from a retailer side, you have to be this, or not a retailer, publisher side, you have to be, have the same question. How do we release games now that aren't the full game? Mm. You know what I mean? They mm. do, I mean, look at, not that I think Uncharted would have gone one way or the other with IGN with this, but their review in progress, right? No, it seemed, when we were at IGN even, you put up a review in progress. I always thought it was a great service and the comments were always like, this is terrible. Yeah, Why are you doing this? It never had the impact that a review has. And so now, instead of letting that get up there and have it be this like whimpering weird thing, we're going to test this later and we don't know what we're doing here and da da da. Just let everybody get it at once and see what they do with it. Kind of interesting, but yeah, yeah. It, it's Bethesda and it's Doom. I yeah, think Doom they know not fine. to fuck I mean, it, it is up. coming up this, out this week, which is a bad week to come out. But yeah, um, I think they identified this date before Sony to. moved it, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're probably not very happy about that. But yeah. what are you going to do? But you'll, as you'll see in the drop later, nothing's coming out this weekend. I think I think Sony was just, just everyone just stay out of the way. Get the hell out of the fucking way. Like no digital games, nothing. Mm, interesting. And then uh, still on the plane playing that Axiom Verge. I, I, I feel it's a long game. It is. And I feel have you beaten it? No, I feel like I'm I, I've gotten to this point now where I was like, what do I need to do? You know, what I mean, I've done so many start stops on this this one section that now it's just like fuck running around like trying to figure yeah. out where to go and I'm like this is kind of getting annoying you got to start doing the famous metroidvania map overlay thing that everyone likes to do like go on game facts look at the map and like just you know like like a blink spectrometer that's how they found pluto back in the day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah looking for the moving dots sure you just got to put like the two maps next to each other and like and start like looking back and forth and finding right. out what you're missing and right. i've been doing that since the gba castlevania games yeah, just obsessing it's just over like that fun shit. you know what i mean like i had such a great time getting to this point and i felt like it did a really good job of keeping me on the trail and now I kind of feel like I'm off the trail. Now, granted, again, it's my own fault because I took a week or whatever off. Yeah, that's a game you can't do that with. Yeah, playing on a plane. 
I want Vita games to be go like mm-hmm. that, like volume, right? Mm-hmm. Volume. I another game I have to beat. Plow through a bunch of missions and then I put it down for months and then I pick it back up and I keep going. Too many fucking games, dude. I know, I know. It's it's way happening. too many games, and that's what we were reflecting on in Colin Gray Live today. Was this month is quite full. May- Maze are usually not like this in my recollection. Yeah, we have Uncharted, Shadow Complex, Valkyria Chronicles, yeah. Doom, Homefront. Um, what am I missing? I mean, I mean, those are already. I mean, that's a lot of games right there. Those are already five significant games. Yeah. Um, Mega Dimension, Neptunia. Oh, well, that one's going to see all everybody's times. Yeah, of course. Thing. The zombie thing. Yeah. Everybody really loved that game. I also tried uh, that new Rocket Birds. Oh, Rocket Birds too. Yeah, what do you think? It's more Rocket Birds. It's not. I've different. just never been that great of Rocket Birds. It seems like the combat's a bit more satisfying. Yeah, the, the first the first Rocket Birds was all right. I I I I, I wanted to like it, and I thought I would like it way more than it was. It was a little stiff. Yeah, um, this one's I think still it's really very funny. Even just from the very beginning, where it's like, do the double jump here. I was like. Oh, I got to fucking nail exactly what you're talking about. I'm like, it, it, it is uh, funny. It's a cool idea. One I like the bad chicken. guy. The penguin bad guy is like mm-hmm. really, really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a funny idea, but but yeah, not not. I'm I'm not eager to play the second. Rock gotcha. Version. And the other one I kicked around last night when uh none of the Uncharted stuff was up yet, so I didn't want to waste my time. Was that a uh, Magic Circle game we talked about? You remember? What I'm oh yeah, about? that was the one about the um. You're you're the character in an unfinished RPG, right? Okay. Really meta and really interesting. Like I'm not super deep into it. I don't know how long it'll be, but I'm going to go back to it for sure. Interesting. Of running through this thing and like because you're hearing the programmers and designers talk over it and like they're represented by like digital eyes that come in and like talk about what's happening in this map and what's happening. And like you're this rogue play tester that really appear, appears to be sentient AI or whatever. That's mm. not trying to survive in the world and you reprogram enemies on the fly and make them like into your minions and all these different things. Sounds it's, interesting. it's very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. And it's an interesting look at game development as well. Mm. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is PS. I love you. XOXO. It is. Kind of funny.com's PlayStation podcast. It is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet, and it posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time as one big MP3 and one big video on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe on your podcast service of choice, and review us everywhere that is possible so more people can find this and understand that we talk, we have really, really long talks before we ever get to talking about what you actually came here to hear. And you'll fucking deal with it. And you will deal with it, Scott Rohde. What? Call us begin the show with what is and forever will be Roper's Report. Time for some singular possessive news. There are 11 items on the list. A baker's dozen. Let me do this real quick. You're publishing Colin Greg Live for the patrons? Yeah. Uh, so I like that. So YouTube um, being quite finicky. Yes. Um, oh, of course I'm not. Oh, no, I am logged in. Okay. We have a thing called patreon.com slash kind of um, but yes, being quite yes. finicky where I have to export Colin and Greg live to YouTube like four times a day sometimes. Yeah, like, it's before bad. It works. yeah I, it's like, I don't I don't understand. No wonder you want to fucking pass this off on me. Yeah, it's about time you did something when you were in the back in there. Did it look like spoiler cast was going. Okay. Uh, it was still hung up. Well, I have let me let me. I mean, I didn't spoiler look. cast. I don't understand why it's cursed. Now, here's what I will say is that when the uncharted review got fucked up by YouTube just holding it 95% forever and it would look like it wasn't going to hit the embargo I did ask God to make it happen please so and 74% upload all right we'll see if it comes through Kevin not that it's Kevin's fault but Kevin's on the other side Kevin's playing right now Kevin's trying to make it work Kevin's got the paddles to YouTube's chest going boom please um here we go number one 
The new Battlefield has been revealed. It's called Battlefield 1 and takes place during World War 1 as the title cleverly suggests. Uh. The game will launch on PlayStation 4 as well as other platforms on October 21st and is under development, not surprisingly, at EA-owned DICE. According to details from Gamesby, Battlefield 1, quote, will focus on different stories and different personalities across the world, end quote, and the game will strive to at least partially highlight some lesser known people, events, etc. from World War 1, including playing as a Bedouin, I think I'd say say that, woman during uh, a part of the game as well as a Harlem Hellfighter who was shown on the cover of the game. Um... So World War One, a bold place to place a game like this because it was this not one, a glamour. Uh, I don't want to say war is glamour, like has is full of glamour. World War One is fucked up. You talk about this yeah. all the time. Trench warfare. The what? The line never moved. How far? Uh, it it, it barely moved at all. Yeah. I mean, in the, in the grand scheme, I thought of it was things. something stupid. Like it had yeah, like twelve moved, like, miles at certain points yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Like in certain, but like you know that um. So like it's you, cool. Like so the Harlem Hellfighters and stuff. Obviously like under no, not very well known american infantry in world war one that they'll get a lot of that they've got a lot of play we joined the war very late so it's cool that they're going to get some play in this that like there's like some you know some female characters and stuff like that i'm not you know i'm not one of these diversity for diversity sake people but world war one does have a lot of untold stories because it's a very it is a very complicated war you figure that's why it's got to be like this right and that they have to have a whole bunch of characters and put you in different s- scenarios because again being a grunt being out there in the trench not going to be exciting gameplay but to go explore people who are doing something crazy being off the beaten path sure why not yeah to me it's it's um what, hold on a second what is happening here why why though what's it saying hold on a second I shouldn't be doing this right now let's try it again the media is not supported on your current device I wonder, awesome. if, it's just, I wonder if it's just showing that for me YouTube let's see Yeah, you should be fine. I mean, work. I mean, maybe it's just our. Maybe it's just our thing. So whatever. Um, paste, right. just paste the link in there, in the box. You know what I mean? That way, if they they can click right to it. This is how we. This is how we make decisions. That kind of funny. Battlefield One. The trailer was great. I, you know, it's another one of those games where I'd have to see more of it to know if I'm really going to care. But I, my first person shooter threshold is so low in terms of interest what gets me interested to go out and play a first person shooter doom's different right doom's back battlefield's been around forever but if it is going to be more personal stories more interesting characters more cool things happening if it's more you know i i imagine some of these missions are going to feel like they're secret missions you're doing something on the stealth you're going over here i, I could be getting into that. i'm just super interested to see how it works yeah uh world war one is complicated it's very complicated and um, way more complicated than world war two there would be no world war two without world war one obviously they're, of course they're basically the same war in a lot of ways but um, there's a lot of geopolitical and p- just political and social complications throughout the war on different sides and a lot of different belligerents in the war, including us. Um, so I am interested to see how they weave that story because it, I guess what I'm saying is like, unlike a world war two game where it's like, uh, the Americans land in Normandy, they march in through France into the Netherlands and the Belgium down into Germany and take Berlin or whatever. And that's the path. Like world war one is way more fucking complicated and no one's really marching anywhere. So, <laughs> um, so I, I'm interested to see like how tank warfare works and which was really introduced in world war one, you know, um, mechanized infantry, that kind of stuff. So I, there's, this is cool. This is exciting to me because it's, I would like World War Two or sure. Vietnam or even Korea, but um, we've gotten those things from Battlefield in the past, and I think this is a cool way to go. And okay. I like the name. Yeah, no, it's a very nice name. Number two, Persona Five finally has a release date, at least in Japan. The long-awaited new entry in the Persona series will launch on PlayStation Four and PlayStation Three in Japan on September fifteenth 
a bold and confident release date that puts it only two weeks behind Final Fantasy 15, which I think is an awesome move on their part. It's, scared. Un- it's unclear when the game will launch in the West, though. We should learn more at E3. My prediction is that it will launch at the same time here. Really? Yeah. The oh, last wow. mainline Persona game, Persona 4, was launched on PlayStation 2 way back in 2008. I do think there's no reason to not have these games going at the same time. And I do believe that a lot of the delay is the localization of the games. Interesting. I don't think it, I think they would have done it or I think they would have said that. I don't think it's going to be the same time. I, think I don't there's think there's any reason there. to. I think that Persona is one of those series that is so Japan centric and so important to the Japanese culture that and and to the gaming culture there. I mean, Persona, I mean, you and I have been to Japan several times. It's hard to understate how fucking huge Persona is there. Yeah. And they need their own announcement for their own game. And then we'll, they'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, everyone else gets it at the same time. I think that that's what that I get it. But I mean, like, figure how big of a deal that announcement was over here already. Like, you knew the English eyes were going to be watching it. I still think you'd make a big deal about it. I'm not going to say I don't think don't get me wrong. Maybe they do pop up at E3 and they do appear on the PlayStation. Stage I think it'll be at the PlayStation this. stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't put I, I don't think I don't think same time period. I do have a question for you, though. Colin. Wait, so you don't think the same even this year. I didn't say that. I don't think same time. So I don't. No, I don't. September fifteenth or whatever is that what mm-hmm. we said? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that's going to be the. That's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be later. So I think it'll be a, later in the fall if it's this year at all. Okay, but we'll see. I'm not, and I'm not you ready will. to make one of my predictions. I don't have any information. Tossing on it out there, King Harlequin says hi. Hello. He said, wait for Collins. Hello. Long time. First time. So last week I finished Trails of Cold Steel and was easily one of the best JRPGs since Nino Kuni. And now I have to wait till the fall for its sequel. It ends on a cliffhanger. My question is this. With so many great RPGs coming out this year, Final Fantasy 15, Persona 5, Star Ocean 5, I Am Setsuna, Grand Kingdom, and more. What's the most you're looking forward to? Which one do you want to see the most? I'm sure Greg's answer is Persona 5. It is. Uh, But I'm interested to know Collins' choice. Cheers, Ferris. P.S. Let's see you in Dubai sometime. I doubt that. I don't think we're going to make it. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, I don't think it's going to make it this year, but um, would be the game that I'm most excited about for sure. Um, out of that list of games, I think that I'm, I, I keep forgetting Star Ocean's coming out. And that, that, the Star Ocean does look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, persona, I'm not a Persona what fan. What is your Persona 5 playing? Like, are you going to play? You yeah, try I'm going to play. I'm going to try it. I, okay. I, I think, my, in my mind, I'm like, I should really get through Persona 4 at some point. Sure. You know? Um, and I really, I played Persona 4 for like five hours or whatever. I'm like, I really like it. And then I just, every, the other things happened. I was of like, course. really into it. I was like, this yeah, is yeah. really great. I, I I think as I said on PS, I love you at the time, or maybe it was another podcast where I was just, uh, it was quite engaged in it. I was like, I can totally understand why people like this game. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. I, I've not played it very much, but I totally understand the uh, the relationships and the dynamics and the contemporary setting and all that kind of stuff. Very different for role playing. Um, but so Persona 5 is a game I want to try. I think it looks really quite stylish. I mean, that's the oh, game. Yeah. that's the word I would use is that. And I, I do think that that release date is very bold um, to go not to preempt Final Fantasy 15 is to basically say like, you know, like we are so confident that people will still be playing this by the time your game comes out that we won't. Um, they don't even care. And I will say that I still stand by that Persona 5 will outsell Final Fantasy 15 in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it will here, but we'll still do very well. Uh, so out of that list of games, I, I'm kind of excited about all of them. Grand Kingdom looks really cool, but that's not really a JRPG. That's a tactical role playing game. I, I think um, that's an NIS one as well. Yeah. Right? And uh, they actually wanted to come by this week to show it to us. But I was like, we're, you know, we are quite busy uh, with kind of funny live and all those kinds of things. It's just not a good time. Um, so, uh, yeah, Nino Kuni 2, I would say number one. And then Persona, I would say number two. I'm super interested, but I'm super morbidly curious about Final Fantasy 15. So I think that um, there's the funny thing is, is that and there's the Tales game coming too. So I think that. The good news is that JRPGs seem to be living again in right. a AAA fashion um, when we were really getting stuck with these Idea Factory games and these Compile Heart games and these kind of shit. That's games. why Nino Kuni stuck out so much for you, right? Yeah, because Nino Kuni was 
a level five game level five obviously is a great developer with great role-playing game roots in a way but not like you know they also are responsible for like white knight chronicles and stuff it's not like they have like this sterling record of <laughs> white, white, knight Chron- record. white knight chronicles was fucking trash but i think um, comments liked it yeah well did he I thought he kind of liked it. Maybe he only liked it. I remember two. playing it and I was like, first of all, the game, people should look up the trophies for that game. Ridiculous. And uh, you can't get the platinum anymore because of the certain server Great. issues. Great. Um, so it's not like they have an unblemished uh, kind of thing going on there, but they did do Dark Cloud and they did do uh, Rogue Galaxy and stuff. Like that. They did great games. So, and then they had that beautiful art. So it's just nice that Japanese role playing games are getting AAA treatment again because that hasn't really been happening. Um, you know, I can't understate how stupid, how just super bad some of these games are that are coming out of Japan. Sure. Um, in that genre these very B and C tier games that make you feel like that's all there is in JRPGs and this year I think in the next 12 calendar so next 12 months on the calendar I think is going to be a good reminder of the power of the Japanese role playing game to be a triple A title to put right alongside on the shelf next to Call of Duty right alongside it's going to be awesome to see Persona this year to yeah. see what happens because I think that thing is going to blow people away in terms of like sales in terms of how oh, much yeah. that resident oh, resonates yeah. here oh yeah we say that back at IGN I used to tell you know, people that I was crazy a lot of people there I was like I think you understand you know, like, <laughs> you I don't know. I really don't think you with. get it. Yeah. Like, and, and, um, this game, if you're writing my Final Fantasy, then you should probably be writing my Persona. Yeah. But I digress. Number three. Dishonored 2 finally has a release date. The long development sequel to the original Dishonored, which was released in 2012, Dang. will launch on PlayStation 4 as well as other platforms on November 11th. The game is in development at Arcane Studios, the same studio that was responsible for the original game. It will be published by Bethesda and was first revealed at E3 2015. So people are excited about that. I want to. So I played the original Dishonored when it came out for a, a couple hours, yeah. and it reminded me a lot of Bioshock. Yeah. Just in the aesthetic of it, not so much the gameplay. Sure. I do want to get back to it at some point. You think um, you ever will? No, probably not. I mean, it's one of those games that was on my mind for a long time where I'm like, I don't know why I stopped playing this. It didn't like, click for me it. for some reason. Like I just did not click with the heart mechanic and what I was doing and trying to stealth around, and it just never worked. Yeah, I respect it fine, but like I have no interest in Dishonored Two. There is that definitive edition that came out on right. PS4, but I think I'll go back to. I have, it, I have it on PS3. So number four, Fallout 4's piece of meaty DLC, Far Harbor, has a release date. It will launch on May 19th on PlayStation 4 and other platforms. Far Harbor brings players to the highly irradiated coast of Maine. And it's essentially Fallout 4's substantial piece of story-driven DLC, giving players a new map to explore, similar to Point Lookout Fallout 3's expansion that brought players to Maryland. Um, so there's that. Can't wait! Very excited. As soon as Uncharted's Platinum, that's what I move over to, because i got to figure out my save, get through that robot DLC you never played. It's trophies have leaked, but we'll save that for uh, trophy time. Trophy time! Number five. A new Star Wars game has been revealed, and it's under development at Respawn Entertainment. The studio responsible for the original Titanfall and currently working on Titanfall 2. Word comes by way of EA's Patrick Soderlund, who revealed that the studio is working on a third-person action-adventure game set in the Star Wars universe. The team responsible for the game is being led by Stig Asmussen, who re- previously directed God of War 3 at Sony Santa Monica, and as you know, worked on all the God of War yeah. games. Interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. That seems like a Star Wars game I'd be behind. A yeah. Stig Star Wars game? Yeah. Running around, beating person out of somebody. Yeah. Got my, I got, what they call them, uh, I got my lightning sword. Pushing people around with my Metaclorians. Yeah, you got the the power of Christ. The power of Christ. Uh, number six. It appears Destiny has indeed been a huge hit for Activision. The gigantic publisher revealed in its earnings report that the game has nearly 30 million registered players, a 5 million player increase from the last reported numbers, which occurred in November of 2015. It's important to note that the game hasn't sold that many copies, as copies of the games can be shared, repurchased, etc. But it's clear that Destiny has been a major moneymaker for the publisher. Interestingly, the game is also driving engagement, 
as the average Destiny player, according to Activision, plays the game for around 100 hours each. Dang. That's a significant... I haven't played a game for 100 hours in years. So the fact that the average of 30 million players is playing a game for 100 hours, they have a moneymaker on their hands over right. there at Activision. People are obsessed with it, man. And over there at Bungie. So congratulations to them. Yeah. Number seven. Is Capcom planning something big with the Resident <gasps> Evil franchise? Seems possible. NeoGAF users uncovered an interesting tidbit from Capcom's financials, noting somewhat casually that the company has a, quote, full-scale offensive plan for the second half of the year, end quote, when it comes to the franchise. Resident Evil 7, or whatever the next mainline Resident Evil game may be called, hasn't yet been revealed, but Capcom has been launching HD versions of previous Resident Evil games and still plans to release more, indicating big plans for later this year. Um, so this would not be a huge surprise for me, considering the cadence of which they're releasing 4, 5, and 6 in HD form, and they already released 1, and they already released... Uh, zero, and mm. they are working on a remake of Resident Evil Two. So they have all guns firing on this franchise. Exactly. And as we've talked about in the past, my assumption, and I think you're right as well, is that this will be a reboot. Hundred percent. Do I think it's going to be a reboot? Bado writes in to kindoffunny.com/psq, just like you can to be part of the show. Showy and says, "Oi, oi, governor, what's up, Colin and Greg? I got a question about whether you think these rumors are true that Resident Evil Seven will hit our shelves and/or stores, digital libraries." this year also resident evil producer has said that the next installment will go back to the horror roots i'm excited if this is the case am i being a sucker in thinking they could pull off a fallout 4 reveal and have the game out six months after e3 and be superb always s batten slash bado yeah i think that there's a good chance that this is probably going to happen whether or not the offensive that they're talking about is like the reveal or the actual launch of the game it remains to be seen but if i go to um wikipedia real quick because i just want to make sure i got this date right resident evil 6 launched um, yeah october 2012 so they've had plenty of time um and internal studios at capcom to make the seventh game um do you think they launched right into a remake though or do you think they started off on hey we're gonna make resident evil 8 or whatever no well seven would have to come first right oh my apologies uh no i think that i don't think this is gonna be called resident evil 7 and i don't think it's i think it's gonna be called resident evil and or maybe it'll be called biohazard no way um, you do resident evil period or you call resident evil colon biohazard or something like that like try to unify or make it different the name since mm-hmm. there is a resident evil and then another resident evil and then another resident evil sure there's now. a lot of resident evil so you know in, in terms of resident evil on ps1 then the director's cut on ps1 then uh remake on gamecube then the remake hd on ps4 so you might want to get away from that title like resident evil but i mean that's kind of the whole point if you did resident evil right it, it's like we always when we're talking about wanting nintendo's next console or i think this might have been more talking about the wii even or the wii u but wanting it just be nintendo right mm-hmm. you just like get back to like get back to basics sure forget everything you fucking know about resident evil here it is sure so i think that you know uh october 2012 release date for six means that by the time the game comes out conceivably they had four years i think that that's plenty of time to make the game even if they took a long time to like figure out what they were going to do because six was by all accounts really bad not really bad, but not Resident Evil. Yeah, and I think people like had no patience for it. I think 5 was way more divisive. I didn't like 5 at all. I beat 5. I beat the shit out of that game. You I didn't like guide, it. Right? I did the guide. Yeah. I, I really didn't like that game at all. Yeah. 6, I was like, there's no way. So I'm not even playing this game because they just ruined Resident Evil, which is a shame. And that's, this is concurrent to when Dead Space is really like doing a nice job with survival horror. So, and now we have games like Outland and stuff like that that are really... Um, or Outlast. Outland is the house mark game. Yes, Outlast, Outlast is, is the, the scary game. one. And even Layers of Fear in these kinds of games that are actually really good. Um, so I think that a fall, I think that the game will be revealed at E3 probably at Capcom or at a Microsoft's press conference. And I think that that's my prediction. Interesting. And I think that the game will come out in like October and November. 
ballsy. Yeah, and I, I think it has to be a fall game. I mean, I, I, it, it should, they should aim for Halloween, of course, which is what they should have done with it and told it all on as well. Sure, well, should, not you know, not Capcom, but I didn't Sony. Mean, I didn't mean. So, um, it just feels like they have more to prove this time around. You know what I mean? Like the the Fallout. Hey, we're going to announce it here and release it in a few months made sense because everybody's like, it's Fallout. I know what it's going to be. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Ra rah, rah. Whereas Resident Evil is going to be, you've burned us twice now. Like what, what Resident Evil are we getting? Is this Resident Evil four? Is this to the roots of Resident Evil one and two? Is this an action game like Resident Evil six? I think there's a lot of questions to answer and I don't know if one E3 presentation does it. We'll see that the thing about that, that series is that it does have a hardcore audience still. Sure. Um, People are going to buy it. And if Capcom just positions it, does very cleverly, does a small marketing campaign and does some hands-on events in Tokyo or hands-on events in the States or in Europe and just shows the game a couple times and good word of mouth, I think will be generated. I think people want to believe that Resident Evil can be good again. Sure. I, I guarantee they want to believe it. I, every Resident Evil that comes out, I'm like, I hope this is the one for me. Being a huge zombie fan, right? I was always let down that I couldn't get over the control screen scheme for Resident Evil 1 and 2. And the then tank. Play, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this whole thing. Mm. And then even playing them on GameCube, I was like, this is better. We're getting closer. But it drove me crazy to shoot things. I know I was shooting at you right in the head and no reaction to it. That didn't work for me. Yeah. But then, yeah, the more and more action he had got, the less and less zombie it got. Yeah, that was the big part problem with Resident Evil 5 was it was just, there was just, as I've said many times, like the beginning of that game, like you're killing so many zombies. I'm like, you've killed more zombies in this first hour than you killed in all of Resident Evil 4 probably. Yeah. And that's part of the fun of the game. It's the same thing we always talk about Bioshock is like scarcity of enemies builds tension so that when you reach an enemy, it means something more. And the original Resident Evil from 1996 really nails that. It doesn't look very good anymore. It doesn't sound very good. But I remember moments in that game really well. I remember sure. playing Resident Evil for the first time and being like, this is really extraordinarily fucking tense. It was so different. It's so scary. Yeah. The re- the, the zombie, like in when you're on the, the, you're above the dining room on like the catwalk and you're walking and there's a zombie walking in the foreground. Like, and you're like, where the hell is that thing? Like, so you know, <laughs> you know, like there's like really, it was just, they lost the roots that sometimes simplicity is key. And sometimes, just giving players a few dozen enemies in an entire game to fight makes it scarier, you know, yeah. um, and more weightful, more impactful. And they really lost that. They lost the plot. And what was so sad about that with five was four was fucking awesome. That's a really great game with a really great setting. They always describe it so brown and gray and fucking dark. And it doesn't even take place at night in the beginning, which I love. It's like it, it, it doesn't rely on these tropes necessarily. It's like really Resident Evil 4 was a really special game and uh, it's sad that they like lost sight of that. They really, that was an unforced error on their part with 5. Number 8, speaking of Capcom, Street Fighter 5 is officially underperformed. Word comes by way of Capcom's financial statements for their fiscal year, which notes that the game shipped 1.4 million copies since its February launch, undershooting Capcom's own sales estimates by 600,000 copies. Nonetheless, Capcom no notes deal. that the game is st- uh, selling steadily and that it's still a fan favorite. I think they'll be fine. Sony's probably mitigating some of this cost as well since they published the game. Um, but it's funny that they had a very bold and bullish 2 million copies in the first two months and they've reached 1.4 million. And it seems like it's shipped, not sold. Do you think it is a sign that Street Fighter doesn't matter as much as it used to? That the exclusivity was a bad deal? No, I don't think any of that's true because yeah. just in the sense that the exclusivity, people play these fighting games on PlayStation and they play them in arcade and I don't really know if they're isolating a lot of Xbox players by doing this. I just don't believe that that's the case. I don't think Capcom would have done this if they had data that suggested otherwise. Sure. I, I feel confident saying that the lead skew of, of Street Fighter 4 was PlayStation 3. Um, just because that it's the same thing when we talk about Final Fantasy or Ninja Guy or not Ninja Guy Final Fantasy or um, um, what was the uh, 
Oh, like Bayonetta and shit like that. Like, like very Japanese-centric games just do better on these platforms, sure. even though Bayonetta didn't run very well on PS3, I don't think. Um, so for me, I feel like this is more a sign of just the game wasn't impressive to a lot of people mm-hmm. from a content standpoint, and that the game will probably sell better as it releases these new modes and these new characters. But as far as I understand, or as far as I remember, like there was a record number of people playing Street Fighter V at like a recent gaming tournament, maybe it's Capcom Cup. Um, which suggests the act uh, opposite that the game is more popular. There's still a huge fire, yeah. and I really feel like there's a, still a huge fan base for Street okay. Fighter. It's just a little more crowded now. You have to remember that Arc Systems releasing their games and Mortal Kombat's still out there, and there's some 3D fighters and stuff. So, who knows? Oh wait a minute. Wait typo? a minute. Wait you got a minute. A typo? You do? No, I accidentally shoved two stories together again. E- no, 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 no. Didn't write a story. There we go. Prepare. Nope. Number nine. It looks like Turtle Rock is back to work following Evolve, which launched uh-huh. a little over a year ago. The studio, which was more, which was more famous for Left 4 Dead, is hiring for a new cutting-edge project, cutting-edge in quotes, according to job listings found by IGN. The studio notes that the game is not surprisingly targeting next-gen hardware. That's really a misnomer because they probably mean current-gen current gen hardware. Um, unless they are aiming for next-gen hardware and they release the game They're in They're only years. making it for Neo. Um, so there's that, if you're looking forward to that. Some I people hope really it's like Left Evolve. 4 Dead. Make another Left 4 Dead. Everyone liked Left 4 Dead. This is an interesting one. Number 10. Is Agents of Mayhem the next game from Volition, the studios behind Saints Row and Red Faction? Mm, mm. It appears to be the case. According to GameSpot, Volition's parent company, Coke Media, applied for a trademark for Agents of Mayhem just last week. More interestingly, the game appears on the resume of Brandon Mullally, a stuntman who has worked in both movies and games. The listing names Volition, as well as a guy named Zach Lowry, who is lead animator on Saints Row the Third. Though he now works for Cliffy B at uh, Bosky Studios. A mention of visual effects studio Frame Machine also points to Agent of Mayhem, specifically with a guy named John Velasquez, who apparently worked on the project according to his resume. Mm. However, neither Volition or its publisher Deep Silver have commented. Deep Silver Mm. obviously acquired Volition and the properties in the THQ fire sale. Um, So there's some interesting, very impressive uh, detective work going on in GameSpot. Sure. Kind of attach these together. And so Agents of Mayhem seems to be possibly Volition's next game. Was it GameSpot or IGN or was it both? There was an IGN in the early part of the article. There was an IGN for the Turtle Rock story. Gotcha. And number 11, wrap up. 2D golfing game Nuclear Golf comes to PlayStation 4 and PS Vita. And Vita. This summer. Vertical side scroller Downwell, which looks fucking awesome, comes to PS4 and Vita on May 24th. The Batman Arkham Collection, though still not officially announced, has been leaked by another source, this time the Italian partners of GameStop, who listed the collection on its website. An accidental Steam listing found by Wario64 that was rapidly pulled down indicates that The Witcher 3's Blood and Wine DLC will launch on May 30th, though there's no word yet from CD Projekt Red on that. Shadow of the Beast, which comes exclusively to PS4 next week, will come with a full version of the original Amiga game that inspired this reimagining. And finally, Puzzle Game Not comes to PS4 this summer. That's not K-N-O-T. Not! You're not! Not! And that is it for the news. Yarny's natural foil. Not. Colin. Yeah. I can't wait for that golfing game that goes nuclear on the PlayStation Vita, but it's not out yet. If I want to know what came to the mom and grop shops this week, where would I go? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, sometimes PSP software by the kind of funny co-founder. <laughs> not surprisingly, everyone's staying far out of the way of Uncharted, so there's not much to say here. But here are the three games that are coming out this week. Doom comes to PS4 digital and retail, and this game doesn't come out until the 13th, so this is a Friday release. It says, developed by id software the studio that pioneered the first person shooter genre and created multiplayer deathmatch 
Doom Returns is a brutally fun and challenging modern day shooter experience. Relentless demons and possibly destructive guns and fast fluid movement provide the foundation for intense first person combat. Can't wait. Can't wait. Mega Tag Mention Blanc plus Neptune versus Zombies comes to Vita. My favorite. Digital and retail. The prestigious Gaming Academy, a school of fading glory. To put it back in the spotlight, Blanc and friends decide to film a zombie flick on campus. All's quiet on the set until real zombies start crawling out of the woodwork. Now they've got to send those zombies to detention in this hack and slash, or else be history. I like the sound of it. Well, let me see that art again. It looks like a Zyger game. No, it sure does. And finally, Uncharted 4 Thief's End comes to PS4 digital and retail. Several years after his last adventure, retired fortune hunter Nathan Drake is forced back into the world of thieves. With the stakes much more personal, Drake embarks on a globe-trotting journey in pursuit of a historical conspiracy behind a fabled pirate treasure. His greatest adventure will test his physical limits, his resolve, and ultimately what he's willing to sacrifice to save the one he loves. The ones he loves. And that is it. Let's sound off, Colin, okay. on some Uncharted 4 questions. Sure. Since we have a lot, but none of them are spoilery. Is this topic? No. Oh. Topic, we have a real topic of the show, but I figure we're talking about Uncharted here, right? Let's just nip it in the bud. Sure. Give you a little Uncharted injection right sure. between your shoulder but blades. But we should say that our in-depth analyses will right. be found If on you here. haven't been paying attention over on YouTube.com slash games, our spoiler-free review is up. Knock on wood. Our spoiler cast is up for after you've beaten it. Uh, there's Let's Plays. There's all sorts of things. There'll be a games cast next week, Friday, for people over on Patreon.com slash games where we rank the Uncharted's. Lots of Uncharted conversation. And the Uncharted conversation here will not be spoilery. I'm telling you again. Well, there's... Like, there, it's not. You know what I mean? If you wanted to be that guy, I guess anything you say about it's going to be spoilery. Sure. We're not going to spoil anything important, all right? Here's what I want to start with. We're going to start with E. Diddy. E. Diddy says, Hi, Greg and Colin. Hello. With being an Uncharted fan and the game coming out today, I'm in need of some help. I've seen most reviews of Uncharted 4, and what I personally was most worried about has come to a head. The Last of Us is all over this game. It sure is. I know I'm in the minority when saying this, but The Last of Us was one of the most disappointing gaming experiences oh I've gosh. ever had. Shut up. I respect people's views of that game, but I don't it wasn't respect for your me. View. I don't respect your view. <laughs> so, with your help, should I stick and pick up Uncharted 4, or has The Last of Us taken over what was Uncharted? I'll gladly support Naughty Dog and Sony for an Uncharted experience, but not a Last of Us experience. Love you guys, and all the great work you do, E. Diddy. So here's the thing when we say Last of Us is all over this. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Sorry, sir. What didn't you like about The Last of Us? I don't understand. I understand if you don't think The Last of Us was this fantastic game. But one of the most, The Last of Us was one of the most disappointing gaming experiences, gaming experiences I've ever had. You ever had. The Last of Us was one of the most disappointing video game experiences you ever had. Really? Maybe it didn't touch them the way it touched really? all of us. Really? I understand being like, this game's not for me. Or this game is not as good as everyone says it is. Fine. Not everyone thinks that The Last of Us is a 10. They're sure. dumb, but not yeah, everyone thinks They're that. wrong. But one of the most disappointing gaming experiences you ever had was the last of us i just want to make sure that i understand that i feel like if that's the case you shouldn't you shouldn't have read every review for uncharted 4 because again you're assembling these expectations no game can meet i don't care about any of that you're you, I'm, well, I'm saying you, you, last of us you don't find that hyperbolic yes 100 percent, i do of course i don't understand what he looks for in games if he thought the uh, that was one of the most dis they he must have read a review that said the game would blow him at some point. And he, when that didn't happen, the game didn't like, blow you. No, no. Is that's that- why I gave it a 10. <laughs> uh, now 
Uh, that aside, now that I had to take him. Yeah, to well, task. no. That, to, what we're saying when we say the, uh, that Last of Us is all over this, isn't it that this game's super bleak and dire and there's death around every corner? Every Drake's all bitter like Joel was. We just mean that, like, the way they interact with collectibles and objects and talk to each other, that's what The Last yeah, of Us is. The, the mechanically, gameplay, yeah, mechanically, systems are there from yeah, The Last of Us. Yeah, so. No not, crafting, none of that bullshit. No crafting, yeah. no weapon upgrades, nothing like that. It's, it's, I think, all, I think you're going to see a lot of it in the co op, um, and I don't mean literal co-op where you're playing with your friend, but the co-op gameplay, the co-op gunplay of being in gunfights with other players, it's it's straight up Joel and Ellie um, to a T. And as I said, I would not be surprised if that was just the same code. Right, with them with them walking around undetected, yeah. being able to move around. Um, so there's that. I do think that the environments, the environmental storytelling is definitely heightened to Last of Us levels in exactly. Uncharted 4, which is not a bad thing. So I don't think... No, that's a great thing. We always talk about Ishmael and his story, and to have those stories in Uncharted is great. I, I said many times, I was on the record saying that I was very concerned that The Last of Us would seep too much in bad ways into the Uncharted series, because The Last of Us, I think... So I want to be clear, like, I think Uncharted 4 is the best Uncharted game, probably, but I don't think it's as good as The Last of Us. So... Um, but that's like saying which masterpiece is the better masterpiece, which Shakespeare play is the best Shakespeare play. Like, you know sure. what I mean? It's like taming the shrew done taming the shrew. Certainly Richard the uh, third. I think that's one of them. I could be making that up. Uh, so to, but so I agree with you. Like it's fine. Last of us is design philosophies have found its way into this, into the game in many, in many good ways. And I don't think it, I think it, I think it actually heightened the game and made it better. Um, but it doesn't feel like an Uncharted game in a lot of ways because of it, in my opinion. Mm. I think it feels like, uh, and I said this in the review, I feel I feel like it doesn't have to feel like an Uncharted game, but it does not feel like an Uncharted game that from PlayStation 3, I don't I don't believe it. I feel does. like it's, it feels like it's an expanded Uncharted game. I feel like it's a way bigger minded game. And mm. I don't mean that in a bad or a good no, way. I, I just mean, mean like it's it, these, these broad and wide environments, lots of beautiful vistas, um, environmental storytelling more kinds of collectibles apart from the treasures which i'm really it's like happy i said in the review right and i don't mean it as a negative that it's a grown-up uncharted game it's yeah an, it's an it's yeah. a it's it is an uncharted game that is aged that is grown up and i don't mean age that is slowed down i mean age that it's more of an adult story rather than just the pulp action let's shoot stuff and punch stuff i do want to reiterate though for some folks that um because i've been seeing some people just jumping into uncharted 4 that's, no a, that's a dumb move. It's really stupid. Don't do it. Like, just don't do it. The game is not going to be as good as it's going to be otherwise. So much big and little things are going to be lost on you. Don't play Uncharted 4 unless you play the other three games. You can sp- you can skip uh, the the Vita one. You can, you know, but like if you want. But there are even references to the Vita one in the game. Yeah. So, um, which is Golden Abyss. So play the other Uncharted games. Please don't fuck around with this. Uncharted 4 will be here when you're ready for it, but don't jump in and, and, and do that. I do want to... That is my PSA for the day. Okay. Our next Uncharted-related question comes from Camacross over at kindoffunny.com slash PSQ who says, Hi, Greg and Colin. Mm. On one of the beyonds, forget the name, Greg bets that there will be a Madagascar movie reference in Uncharted 4. Also, in the first episode of PS I Love You XOXO, I wrote in and Greg and asked Greg if he still thinks it'll happen, and it was read on the show. So now that Uncharted is here, is there a reference to the movie? Well, I came across, I don't want to spoil anything for you in this, but directly, maybe not. But I mean, there's a lot of animals. It's <laughs> the same country. <laughs> there yeah. was one point when I looked over a, vi- a, a vista and I thought I saw like a bunch of animals that you didn't talk, look like they talking should. zebra. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of animals. I didn't know. Should they all be together? Should that zebra be around that giraffe? I don't know. But overtly, no, there is a lemur. I don't even know if there's a lemur, lemur in Madagascar confirmed. in the movie. Lemur confirmed. But. 
directly, I guess I was wrong on that one. Let's just I, say I owe Goldfarb, whatever it was, I bet. Let's just say Madagascar and Uncharted 4 both take place in Africa. There you go. And that's a pretty close correlation. It's clo- and I'm, again, you see most of the animals. I don't remember seeing a hippo, but I haven't found every optional conversation yet. So I, maybe I'll find that last optional conversation. Mm-hmm. And they'll talk a little bit about sure. it. You know what this reminds me of, Sam? What's that, Drake? That movie Madagascar. I've been in prison <laughs> for 15 years, Drake. I don't get this reference. Please stop talking. Final Uncharted question for this show comes from Pi Bly Khan. By the time this episode posts, Uncharted 4 will be out. I have a week left to get do- to dodge spoilers, but I wonder if you were able to play it without having parts spoiled. Without spoiling, of course, did it hinder the experience? I've had games spoiled before, but I'm avoiding comment sections everywhere for the next week or so because we'll only get so many ND games, and I'd rather not have this one tainted. Parentheses. Although a spoiler couldn't ruin the entire game, it sure. I'm sure it'd still be good. Uh, I played through unspoiled. Yeah, I didn't. Have you, any and I, you and I were. I mean, we we were ahead of the game in terms of who had copies. That we were ahead of any spoilers that got posted on Reddit or anything that got leaked out and talked about. So we were experiencing them, and then our like some of them. I remember like the next day. I remember seeing on Reddit like people talking about things I had seen the night before. And I was like, thank God. Yeah, I would. I mean. You're be smart about it is the best way I can say it sucks. It's hard. It's a minefield out there, but you're doing the right thing. I, for me, like the Easter egg we have up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and the Easter egg everybody's talked about was an amazing moment. Not knowing that was coming, playing up to that part going, Oh, Oh, like that was, that was really, really cool. And then the ending that you and I have debated on this show and beyond for years, right? Finally getting there and literally not knowing what was going to happen and being a little bit like, well, the ending is the ending is fucking awesome. And that's why I'd like that not ruined for you as well. And why? Like, don't open the art book in your Libertalia edition. The ending is so good. Yeah. The, um, yeah, I, that's all you can say. Really. Yeah, I, I, I think the I think uh, there are a lot of surprises. I do think you should stay away from everything that's going to spoil it for you because there are major spoilers in the game. Bigger ones than I think any of the other ones for sure. Sure. 100%. So except for maybe three has pretty equivalent spoilers, actually. But uh, I, I know what you're talking about, but like, I don't know, like the, like that ending is on another level. Yeah, I know. I agree. And the Easter egg is on another level, too. I remember when I played three and got to the young Drake moment, we were like, wow, that's like I can't believe like. That was cool, but it's not nearly as cool as either the ones I'm and thinking. And I gotta say, like, I'm so happy that I just stayed away from everything. I didn't see a goddamn thing about yeah, this game. Yeah, no, that was the way to do it. And I, I'm gonna continue to do that for the games that I really, really, really care about. I've been that way even with weird games, like Homefront and Doom. I've not like, looked at anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Doom, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Homefront, sure. Like, I don't know anything about them. And this is the same thing with this. Like, a lot of this stuff What was, was ruined? This is... A- not to spoil it for other people, but what was ruined? You you had to watch the PSX demo at one the point. The PSX demo, I like, so I remember th- that sequence is in the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's exactly the same, but I know exactly where I, when I got there, I was like, I remember this. Yeah. Um, the truck driving thing from that we saw at GameSpot Expo that was originally shown at E3 that I didn't see. Remember, okay. I didn't look at that. I, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. was uh, basically it. Okay. So, yeah. um, so I went in fresh with the exception of 20 minutes of footage. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know. I remember Libertalia when we were doing the review. I'm like, isn't that a spoiler? And you're like, no. Like that was. I'm like, I had no idea that they even was like, yeah, they even said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was good. The game ramps very nicely. Right. That's and why I, I, I like. Do, I like the pacing of it. And I do suggest to people. I mean, I, I think Neil said the same thing, or, or someone. I think it was Neil or Bruce. Bruce. Uh, Bruce. Was uh, with to you play don't. it very slowly. Yeah. Play it very deliberately. Give yourself like a week with it. Like, there's no reason to rush through unless you really are afraid of spoilers. Like, play a few chapters a night. Like, really savor it. That's the way I played it. I played it in three days and I loved it. So, you don't have to do that. No, do it. No, you don't have to do that. We're not going to get another Naughty Dog game for years. So, or you better will enjoy we? It. we won't. E3's right around the corner. 
We're not getting another one. Last of Us 2, 2019, probably. That makes sense, yeah. Maybe 2018. Well, yeah, I was going to say 2018. But I don't think so. I think I'm going to say 2018. I'd say like three they years They at least announced now. it for 2018. Does it actually come out in 2018? Yeah, that's know. their famous move now. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, time for topic of the show. Dots. Dots, 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 dots. This one comes from X and Bosch. And Colin, you work hard on this show. Oh, it's a show and I'm on it. Let me so, go. Let me let me dial it back. Yeah. You talk a lot on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Lean back from the microphone. Yeah. You got it. You got you have quite you have quite a while before we have to say anything ever again. All right. Sounds perfect. X and Bosch writes in and says, Hey, Greg and Colin in the non-existent, but probably still rotating third chair. I got a tots for you. A motherfucking ta-ta-tots. Long time listener. First time sending in something. And I, and it's because I have a massive bone. Saw is ready. I like that. To pick with oh, you both. Just put, just put an R in parentheses. That would have been funny. <laughs> to pick with you both. But more specifically, my boy, Colin M. While listening to last week's episode of PSI Love You, during the discussion about Sucker Punch, possibly developing a Spider-Man game, something was said for the upteenth time, and I can't take it anymore. I have to make a stand. I'm referring to you guys shooting down and laughing off the idea of Naughty Dog working on a Jack game. Before you do the same thing here, please hear me out. Recently, you guys have discussed how great a job Insomniac did with the Ratchet remake. It looks great, has fantastic gameplay, and they did a great job fixing elements of the story that were awkward in the original one. For the sake of comparison between Naughty Dog and Insomniac, put a pin in the fact that Insomniac developed the more adult Resistance series after making the brunt of the Ratchet games. I'm aware. Just like Naughty Dog switched to their more adult series after making the Jack games. Now, I'm not comparing Resistance to Uncharted and the Last of Us because the latter lean way more heavily on story, realistic art styles and characters, etc, etc. Here's my problem. I've given both the Uncharted series and The Last of Us many attempts, and I cannot for the life of me, quote-unquote, get into them. The gameplay in those games feels clunky as hell to me, which I'm surprised has never bothered Colin being such a huge fan of gameplay. They're incredibly linear. Guns are nothing special, etc. It's always just run here, shoot these guys, jump here, cut scene, rinse and repeat. I don't like the characters that much. Sure, they're realistic and likable, I guess. But to me, they're also sort of cliches. And let's face it, Uncharted is just a ripoff of Tomb Raider slash Indiana Jones. And The Last of Us is basically any story like The Did Road you pay this guy to write with this? a different coat of makeup on it. No, I love all the, I, I don't agree with him on most of this. I know, this. it was just to annoy me. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> oh, the life life present lifelike presentation and graphics. If I want to watch a live action treasure hunting movie, I'll watch National Fucking Treasure. If I want to see some giraffes, I'll pick up a fucking book. You can see giraffes other places. Now picture this. You want to see a giraffe in a book? A Jack game twenty in 2016 with a level of quality and care that the new Ratchet game had, but built with everything Naughty Dog has learned since they made Jack 3. A dense story, awesome graphics and art style, and fucking awesome arcade action gameplay that's been sorely missing from a chart in The Last of Us. Not getting it? Think of it this way. Colin wishes he was able to see how Christopher Nolan might have tackled Superman if given the chance. In a universe that wouldn't really allow it. I'd love to see Naughty Dog, developer of games based in realism, in comparison to their older games, tackle Jack with everything they can now do and on top of everything they've now built as a developer. I'm not saying I want a realistic Jack game. I'm saying I want Jack 4, but have it to be have it be obvious that it's being developed from the top from a top tier developer who's grown a lot since the last iteration. I would love 
for Colin to tell me exactly what a Jack four game developed by Naughty Dog now would look like and convince me that it would be a bad idea. Bring back the awesome gameplay, fun and interesting characters, new worlds to explore, new guns to shoot, etc. As someone who couldn't get into Uncharted The Last of Us but is enjoying Ratchet and Clank to a crazy degree, I just can't feel as though the new Jack game by the team who has been making these incredible games would be fantastic and pleasing to many. Rant over. Thank you for all you do. You guys are an inspiration. Alex. What do you even want me to say to that? He, I, I like that he does. What do you want me to say? He does. I like the idea when he brings up the Nolan thing and learning from what it is. Because what we do always talk about is why would you play Uncharted 4 or play Last of Us and then imagine dialing them back to make another platformer, right? If they went back and did try, I mean, it would ha- it'd be completely different. I would not call it Jack 4. I would call it Jack and Daxter or whatever the hell it's going to be. I would call it. <laughs> what do you call it, Kyle? <laughs> Go ahead. Lay it on the line. <laughs> I would call it waste of three years of their lives and Daxter. Um, <laughs> so Jack and Daxter has never resonated with me anyway. I don't, I don't, I don't particularly think it's a great series. Now I know, record, I know you, you know like, I love it. Okay. I know you love it. And a lot of people do. Um, so there's practical reasons why this isn't going to happen. And then there's just financial reasons why this is going to happen. And then there's creative reasons why this isn't going to happen. The practical reason is that Naughty Dog's not made and, and equipped to make this game anymore. They've surpassed Jack and Daxter. You know, like when we're comparing Insomniac to Naughty Dog, the big thing that we're missing is that Insomniac isn't even remotely on Naughty Dog's level from a storytelling perspective and from a presentational and graphical perspective. And that's being said, that's someone who, A, you're not going to find a bigger Resistance fan anywhere than me, anywhere. Find me the bigger Resistance fan than me. And I know uh, Insomniac is a studio I'm closer to than any other studio in the world. So I'm telling you this just as someone who's like pretty well entwined with those people and knows them personally like you do. And I am a huge Resistance fan. I love and I thought Resistance was um, a fantastic series. There is DNA from Ratchet and Clank in Resistance. The wep- the crazy weapons and all that kind of stuff. Like that's what that's there. There is a lineage there. Jack and Daxter Uncharted is a different kind of jump. And so for me, I appreciate that some people want Jack and Daxter, but that is a waste. It is a waste. I'm just telling you it is a waste well, to go and make a platformer, a, a cartoony fucking character driven platformer after you made Uncharted and after you made The Last of Us. That's what you want. That is literally what people want an audio dog to do is be like, oh, you made this amazing, maybe one of the best games of all time in The Last of Us. Go make Jack and Daxter now. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, I, I just like that. Inf- that makes me mad as someone who just enjoys Naughty Dog's games where I'm like, guys, they don't have to make those games anymore. Now they're making games no one else can rival. I hate to tell you, Jack and Daxter had rivals, and there were series pss, that were better than Jack and Daxter. You know, yeah, like Ratchet and Clank. So, like to me, I don't understand this this argument at all. I think the the, the fact of what Alex is talking about, I feel, is he's kind of taking the legs out of his own argument. He wants another Jack and Daxter from Naughty Dog and he wants it to have that arcade gameplay and feel and play like the old Jack, but take everything they've learned. And yeah, they've gone so far beyond that to come back and do in Jack and Daxter would be this grounded thing that, you know, if we're, it wouldn't be a cartoon anymore. You know what I mean? It would be this. I don't even know. Buddy story of going through having to deal with the precursors legacy and all this stuff stuff and be more science fiction. And I don't. I in my head, if I'm picturing it, it's it's it is the climbing of Uncharted and the jumping off and exploring and going. You know, it's not going to be what he wants anymore. I like the idea of 
and I like the idea, you know, because they've talked about it before, Naughty Dog, that when they were getting the, the Last of Us idea came around when they were starting work on Jack. They were kicking around. What if we made a Jack and Daxter game and they did it and his face looked too real and it didn't work out? And they've talked about that on numerous panels. I like the idea of going the opposite way, and I'm sure they did this, obviously, but going the opposite way and be like, do another Jack and Daxter, but literally all it is is Jack and Daxter. What does that mean to you now? What does that gameplay mean? And is it even... And is, you know, Daxter even a uh, ocelot? Is that, is that not? Is that, that's, oh, thank you very much. It's been a long time since I talked in depth about Jack and Daxter. But is that even what these characters are? Is it a cartoon? Is it set in modern day? Is it what, you know, it's, it's just like to his point. It's like, what is, what is Naughty Dog learned since they did Jack three, how to make better games than Jack. Like, that's what they've learned. I'm sorry. Like, like they've, they are making the best games in the industry and you want them to revert back to these old games and this old style. Like, Jack and Daxter was a late platformer, you know, like these games obviously came out on PlayStation 2 and there was a lot of platforms back then, but like platforming 3D platforming had been refined by that point by a lot of other games. So obviously Mario 64 and, and a lot of things from the previous generation were really doing great things and not maybe as graphically pretty. And obviously Jack and Daxter had more of an open world element to it and more of a very cartoony and comical element to it. And I respect that. But what they learned since making Jack 3 when they made Project Big, which ended up being Uncharted was and they canceled their Jack and Daxter PSP game which was then given to ready at dawn who finished it um, is that they can make better games than that. These guys make games that are unrivaled graphically unrivaled presentationally unrivaled storytelling. And I feel that's also the thing to think about the number of people not that I'm saying they don't exist there, but the number of people who did work on those Jack games that are still at that naughty dog. Yeah, there's probably a few, but not, I mean, there are definitely a few, but not, but not, that's what I'm saying. This studio is not built for making those kinds of games anymore. Well, I know to explain it, I think just more in depth to somebody who maybe isn't as dialed in as we are. The fact that you put out uncharted and you attract people who want to make an uncharted and that, that cycle continues over and over and over again. until now you have this all-star team, that is conditioned to make these games. This is what they're going to make. And that's not Jack and Daxter anymore. And if you want, if you, if you're doing what I'm saying and what to an extent Alex is saying, here's, we want a Jack and Daxter game. What is it? It comes out and it is, it looks more like last of us slash uncharted than it ever looks like Jack and Daxter. Yeah. And that's weird. Yeah. That's, no, I agree. hundred percent. And that's, that to me is like Jack and Daxter is a Sony OMIP. Naughty Dog's not going to make it. So, Give it to someone else. Give it to a second party. If you want Jack and Daxter, there's studios out there like Sanzaru that could totally do it. People that like live and breathe this shit. Yeah. That like really want to prove it. I mean, let's not forget that Sanzaru got the Sly 4 contract because they made a sliver of the game without being asked to do it. And it was like very convincing and very great. And so like Sony was like, yeah, let's just do this then. And I think that's awesome. And that showed a lot of pride. And I'm sure there's a studio out there like that. That's that's hungry. That's like we love Jack and Daxter and like we can do Jack and Daxter properly and they can make the game for a fraction of the cost that Naughty Dog would make it for a fraction of the time. And you might not even know the difference. You know, yeah. like to, to me, this studio is so good and getting better and better and better and better, which is unbelievable that you, why wouldn't you want them to work on either The Last of Us 2 or a new IP, you know, or, you know, Uncharted is not going to continue under under their tutelage, but there's just a million directions they go in before they go back to Jack and Daxter. I, I think I think comparing Insomniac to Naughty Dog is insane, in my opinion. Like, and I love Insomniac, but Insomniac has had some fucking duds, dude, and also some like financial col- or like some critical and commercial calamities with games like Fuse and Sunset Overdrive not selling very well, and you know they're kind of small ratchet games. Like this is not. I mean, they're not. They their heritage is the same. They sure. come from the same place, but Sony Naughty Dog has, hasn't missed. Since they struck out Naughty with Dog Uncharted. No, Naughty Dog hasn't missed in, in over 10 years. Yeah. And so, no, I, I think that if at E3 next year, and they, you see the Naughty Dog logo, and then they're like, Jack 4, Jack and Daxter, I think you hear an audible groan. 
<laughs> I really do. I think some people are going to be excited because it's, oh, it's something, it's Jack and Daxter. And then when you really sit and think about it, like, great. Now this great AAA studio that people would murder to be as good as is going to make a platformer. That's what we're going to do now. Sorry. Like, that's just not wise. And so I appreciate that people are fans of it. Dude, I'm fans. I'm a fan of a lot of games that I wish people would bring back, but I understand why they don't do it. You know, I want a Bioshock game like the original Bioshock. I didn't get it, but I don't think it's like that's a that's a commentary on my tastes and the evolving tastes of the people that are making the game. And I'm in the minority on that. Yeah. So you just got to be very careful what you wish for with this. There's only one studio like Naughty Dog and they only have so much time and they're only going to get so as, as someone who said earlier, like we're only going to get so many games out of them. What was the pa- what was the I, I, I reviewed it too. Jack and Daxter New Frontier. Is that the PSP game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that one was like, man. And that's the problem when I think you you have you farm stuff out to people who aren't super passionate. Sanzaru, totally the different, you know. Yeah, Slide Four was a great game, exactly. And they knew they they wanted to make it, and they were all about it. So we'll you know we'll see. I mean, I appreciate what you're saying, but I mean that's I don't believe anyone really wants that. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he wants it, but again, he would get it, and it would be. I'm more shocked that he doesn't like Unch- like Uncharted, calling it a Tomb Raider ripoff and stuff like that. I'm like, I, I don't, don't like Last of Us either. Gaming's marching to a different beat than you are, well, sir. Well, teach is on. I'm, I'm I marching you. my own beat in many ways. I'm not, I'm not necessarily judging you. I just don't know if you... As someone who doesn't like those games, I'm not sure you have the agency to dictate the course of Naughty Dog when there's millions and millions of people that adore them yeah. and what they're doing right now. And Naughty Dog didn't become Naughty Dog until Uncharted. And a lot of people forget that. Naughty Dog is tw- 32 years old. They're an old studio. They're the oldest studio in Sony Stable. They've been making games for a long fucking time, you know, yeah. and you didn't know who they were really, really until Uncharted. You might have known them from Naughty Dog or from uh, from Crash Bandicoot and you might have known them for Jack and Daxter. But that was when game studios didn't get the limelight that they got now. Right. And so obviously you're going to know them from Crash. Obviously you're going to know them from Jack and Daxter to a lesser degree. But you Naughty Dog didn't become Naughty Dog until Uncharted and really Uncharted 2. Uncharted 2 is one that. Yeah. So why revert? And that's, I mean, I'm not even worried about it. It's not going to happen. So no. there's no way. There's no way in hell. Colin? Yeah. Trophy time. This is where you run me through trophies <laughs> I need to know about. We talk about the trophies we're getting. 43% right now in Uncharted. It'll, it'll be up by the time you see this. More trophies before then. So um, there's that. three games I want to talk about. Plus, uh, well, there's really four because we mentioned Far Harbor, which is Fallout 4's DLC. So. Far Harbor has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bronzes and a silver. Okay. I wish there was more silver. And so it's completing tasks and then finding like killing sea creatures, finding locations, workshops, recipes, and beating it is the silver trophy. So you guys can look Doesn't sound bad. No. Sounds very easy. Get my 100% back. There's a game called Mop Operation Cleanup that has five silvers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 11... Yeah, five silvers and eleven bronzes, um, and this is a. It looks like a Vita game. Ooh. Um. So it seems like the trophies are pretty straightforward. Finish twenty missions with a full battery. Die Mop. ten times from mines. Mop. Mop. M O P. Operation cleanup. Mop everything. Zero time dilemma has trophies up. Um, this is of course the Spike Chunsoft and Axis kind of game that was a, a continuation of nine nine nine. Ah. Um. Sixteen bronze, twelve silver, four gold, one platinum. There it is. Um, so this is going to be in a bit of a, a bit of a go for people because you have to complete all the quests. It seems like the, you know, similar to virtues, last reward, lots of permutations to get through the story. Um, so you're going to probably have to play it multiple times. It looks like no one has any of the trophies yet. Great. 
And then finally, home front the revolution trophies are alive. Uh, 38 bronze, 10 silver, 2 gold, 1 platinum. Do you intend on platinuming it? Yes, because I was looking at this and it seems like it's absolutely doable. Okay. Lots of collectibles, lots of capturing of strong points or strong, uh, strongholds. Um, mission related ones, it looks like. Um, it looks like some team based things that might be multiplayer. I don't know. That might be a little uh, annoying. Okay. Resistance mode. Um, so yeah, but like perform 30 takedowns like KPA snipers, perform five takedowns in a row without being spotted by the KPA, create a character for resistance mode, purchase a skill, convert a weapon. I mean, it seems pretty straight. It's not that bad. Yeah. So not, not too many new trophies to talk about other than that this week, okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to it. With the games you were playing this weekend, did you make any good trophy progress? Shadow Complex, they made some good trophy progress. I, the, the Shadow Complex trophies, as we talked about last week, are a little obnoxious. Yeah. Like some of them are. The golds are all pretty annoying. Um, and then with uh, Alienation, yeah, I made some good progress, but those trophies are pretty tough too. So I'm, I'm just playing the game. You're saying for the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For the love of the game. Let's check in with the readers. Reader mail. Maelstrom. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be part of Reader Mail or PS I Love You XOXO in any segment, I shove you in against your will and you go, don't put me there. And I go, Bleh. you go to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ to get your question read just like ShemWow underscore guy did. He says, greetings and salutations, Colin and Greg. Greetings. This is relevant to what we just talked about with you and Insom. In the episode of PS I Love You XOXO, where you reviewed Severed for the Vita, Colin mentioned how you guys were friends with the developers of this game parentheses here being drink box and that got me thinking does what your mouse did no, no just getting the junk out of yeah. it does your involvement in the industry on a personal level for example being friends with developers and your relationship with them ever play a factoring role in how you review or discuss a game publicly just found this interesting as i never really thought about it before from seamus in dublin p.s colin is in fact always right go suck a dick nick Oh, you never see you don't see the Nick Scarpino shot too no often. It really takes shots. Uh, Peace. I love you. XOXO. He's a piece of shit. So I wish more people would take a shot. At him. Uh, to answer your question, does it ever play into how we would review a game? Fuck no. Under no circumstances play into how we would review a game. If it did, this would all be over in a heartbeat. You would know we're full of shit. You would know you can't trust us. And that's why I think when we review Drinkbox, we bring up the fact that we know Drinkbox. When we talk about Naughty Dog. We talk about the fact that we have a bunch of friends at Naughty Dog like that's needs to be information presented to you in the beginning. As Colin said on this show, he's a, he's got a whole bunch of friends over at insomniac and he just told them they're not nearly as good as naughty dog. Like that kind of like kind of funny's whole thing is authenticity and being honest with you, the best friends out there. So at any moment, if we were to fucking come here and be like, man, this game that sucked sure didn't suck. And we were just saying it because we like people you'd see right through it. I'm, I know no one who worked on Batman V Superman. And I think that's a fun movie, right? I'm standing all alone on that one. And that's just my life. It's not a big deal because you that know is that life, standing you all alone. that is 100% true uh, with my baby dick with your small baby dick now oh you want oh, if you want to jump on that point i want the other point though does it ever play into how you discuss the games industry that i'd like to say i think it plays into all the time we talk about this all the time too that we are very well connected uh with the developers we've mentioned pr people i was at a wedding with the other pr and video game people around stuff we know all sorts of shit all sorts of cool things that it would be a great we'd do a lot of views on YouTube if we made a video and said, Hey everybody, I just heard this through the grapevine. We'd fucking kill and dominate and those relationships and friendships and everything else would dry up. And that's not what we're about. We're not a news gathering organization and we're not out here to fucking get weird information from our friends and use it in a weird way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um 
What I would say is, I'll give you a little story. Here we go. Colin's taking you on a walk. Pour some cocoa, put on your hat. So Square Enix paid us for Greg to uh, and Tim to host the Final Fantasy 15 on un- Unlimited. What the fuck was it called? Uncovered. uncovered. Yeah, Uncovered uh, Final event Fantasy in March 15. When yeah. the release date was shown and stuff like that. Now, I've done nothing but shit on Square Enix and Final Fantasy 15 for years. And for the record, and, I talked at, a long, at length leading up to it how I'm just not a big fan of Final, Final, Final Fantasies. So, A, that goes to show you how like there's like not really that much influence going both ways or any influence going both ways. But what's interesting about that story is that the day of the event, um, I tweeted out a made-up release date. I already knew the release date for the game for of course a did. long time. It had been sitting on our our living room yeah, floor like for I've, three months. I, yeah, like I've known it for a long <laughs> the time. Whole packet but I tweeted out show. like some fa- like some false like 2019 well, you, release. Yeah, date you did as a joke, clearly. And and, uh, and then a, a guy, a friend of ours from another PR agency or from a publisher, tweeted at us and was like, "Why would you guys do that? Like, you're getting paid to be that." And like, um, I don't owe fucking anything to any game publisher or yeah. any game developer and you better believe it and you better believe that they know that and I know that and I don't give a fuck who's paying who or who's saying what I'm going to say exactly what I need to say regardless of who I know or what what is, what is you know relationships or anything like that and everyone knows that right so if so I use that example to say like I'm very public about that. We all you know? are. No, we're all very public about the fact that okay, I'll take Squ- shits down your throat if I want Square to. Enix sent us to Square Enix sent us to PAX, right? We talk about that all yeah. the time that they do that. We host their panels and it's great. It's not like you come here and then see us being like, man, look at this Hitman thing we're doing. Like we have, I still haven't played Hitman. I'd like to play Hitman. That's not against Hitman. I love the developers. I consider them friends. It's just really busy and it's not one of my games that really draws me in to go play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't care what publishers and developers think about it. And the, anything and, and I say. And the ones that do care about what we say wouldn't hire us or work with us. Yeah, like exactly. They're going to get so hung up on it. They understand that the way the business works is in the way we're popular and the way we have anything of value to them is the fact that we have a fan base that knows they can expect the truth from us. And so if I had played Rise of the Tomb Raider and thought it was garbage, I wouldn't have been like... I guess I shouldn't say anything bad about it though because um, we Square Square Enix does stuff with us. I didn't like Deus Ex the first one, right? Played it for a little bit. I was like, oh no, thank you. I'm gonna I want to try this new one. It seems like they fixed the mechanics I didn't like, mm-hmm. but we'll see. If I don't like that one, I'm gonna be like, eh, it wasn't for me. Either. Yeah, I think that you know I've had contentious, not surprisingly, contentious relationships with some publishers and some developers over the years. Some of that comes and goes. Some of that is basically very situational about a specific game, but understand that that's never stopped me from saying exactly what I need. It's made getting access to games harder for me sometimes. It's made access getting access to people that I need to talk to harder. Um, but my the only thing I owe anything to are my colleagues and most importantly, the audience. So you can trust that what I'm saying is not is, is not through the filter of PR, not through the filter of my friendships, or whatever like that. Um, and I think everyone knows that. I will say that sometimes access or... Um, uh, exposure to games comes through friends like uh, the reason that we're so interested in Severed is because we have a relationship with them so we saw the game often and then became interested in it you know so that but the interest isn't fake the interest was definitely generated though by the fact that we just have access to them so they're like I think you'll like this game and I'm like I think you're right sure you know so that is the that hardest thing stuff. for anybody who's starting up as a game developer game uh, as a studio to reach out to to, to do the shotgun blasts you hate from PAX and be like, hey, can you come by the indie booth to see my game and da da da. That is, of course, how do you get the attention of people who have to run around and do all these different things? Yep. And especially as we move off to become personalities who don't have the time to see everything. Like I Janet would be, all right, there's three editors covering all the indie mega booth. We'll see everything. Whereas with us, it's like, I can't get by for everything. But yeah, if Dan Edelman's gonna hit me up and tell me Chasm's awesome, I'm gonna go play Chasm. I'm like, oh, yeah, because crap. we trust Chasm's Dan awesome. and, and Dan knows us. Yeah. It's the same thing with Axiom Verge. Like I was the first person writing about Axiom Verge because that game really spoke to me. Yeah. Uh uh, Yacht Club, the guys behind Shovel Knight, t- told a story in the 8-4 Play game, uh, podcast about me 
about how they identified that they knew that I was going to be really into the game because of the of, of by studying me and like knowing that like of finding my old game facts and like all these kinds of things. And so they identify that like we should probably talk to this guy because it seems like these are the games he likes. Right. And lo and behold, I was that game's biggest evangelist. And that's right? the big thing. But I didn't even know them. Sure. You know, and, but that's like, the big thing of like doing a good job at PR a good or a good job at marketing. Right. Is the fact that. I always talk about, I'm not going to tell you now, the whole spectrum of IGNs versus people like us, little YouTube people, right? That you can go find the little YouTube people that will champion your game to their audience that makes sense for it. You know what I mean? The ones who hit us up and say, I have this new Vita game coming up and this, I think it would work for you because of this. Why I, I, we, I totally am. Oh yeah. Okay. What are you talking about? Sure. The general blast of like, do you want to play this MMO on a PC? I'm like, really not us guys. Sorry. That can't help you. Yeah. I think that, and it go, I think it goes to show you that like integrity is important to us on a very micro level as well. Like, uh, last year, PAX East, um, I saw the Shovel Knight guys and uh, they were selling things. And I'm like, oh, these are great. This is great merch. And like, you just won't take whatever you want. basically. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, like I'll like I literally bought with my own money the shirt that I picked out the design for for them. Yeah. You know, we did the same and, thing with Tom. Hatt and this Tom year. Hatt tried, tried to, to give us axiom, axiom furniture. Yeah. So we're like, no, take our money. Yeah, exactly. We so got your game for free. Take the money. For yeah. The shirt. So I just like so there like there's integrity here. A lot of it. It's important to us. It's, yeah. it's important to me, not only from an optical standpoint, it's important for me for myself. Like. I'm just not going to walk around and be a dishonest person though. You can guarantee, I guarantee you the way I feel about games and what I say is what I fucking mean. And the um, moment you, and you can take it or leave it. The moment you lose sight of that and you, or you think that that's over, that's when we failed you for some reason. If you think that if you like, and I'm not talking about just the dumb comments of like, well, don't forget Greg Miller's guy who gave Uncharted three of 10. Can't trust this. I don't mean that guy, but I mean, when you're like, you, you are a fan, you consume our content. And for some reason you watch them like, that seems weird. Why would they say it that? And that's a huge problem for us. And you need to address it with us right away because that's not what this is. Yeah, about. but I don't honestly think you're going to run into that problem. No, I don't think so either. In that, but I want to make sure. You know, I always want it to be a back and forth conversation, an honest one. I don't want to have any conversations. Okay, well I'll do them for you. How okay. about that? L Ben Cohing says, "Hey guys, this is kind of in the same vein. You often talk about how your sh- I'm sorry. You often talk about your shadowy quote unquote sources, but also almost never mention their names. I assume this is to protect their identities, but I'm confused as to why." If they're allowed to tell you, wouldn't saying their name be fine? Do they do they have to sign agreements they won't leak things and therefore telling you is illegal illegal slash punishable? How does this all work? XOXO sell born. They're not allowed to tell us these things. That's why we don't tell you who they are. Yeah. <laughs> they tell us things because they trust us. When Colin had a source that was like, I don't we're not stoked about working on Neo. He's fine telling that and he's fine having having people know that from that there's a developer doing it. But for us to say it was developer X said that they don't want to work on PlayStation would look at them and be like what the fuck? We're never telling you again. We're not going to work with you. It would fuck up their business relationships. But in terms, it's this weird thing of like trying to get information out to the public, you know, in a way that makes sense. And it's similar to what we we're talking about before. There's a whole bunch of information we know from great people, friends, sources, but it's not always one direct, right? Like there is a plan for the rollout of game. Y mm-hmm. and game wise developers might, you know, say something to somebody else who says something to somebody else and then you hear about it that way and that's a shitty way to do that and fuck somebody over because then the chain of command can easily get back to it and nor do you, if it's from game Y, the chances are they have a plan for what they're going to do in terms of an E3, a PSX or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So It's I think- all a very delicate thing and it it's all goes back to the fact that we aren't journalists, we don't work in the sphere of gaming journalism and this is all about toys that you play. Yeah, so. that's why with the Neo thing, I tweeted out what I heard. Yeah. Um, some people made a big to do about it. I mean, that's kind of your problem. Like I was just, I just told you exactly what I heard and I totally stand by what I said um, based on the account that I was given by someone I trust. Right. Um, but uh, in the sphere of journalism, I've often talked about like I would, you know, if I was writing a story, um, if I was still a journalist, which I am not, you can call me one if you want, but I'm not, um, is I would vet that 
get another source, two or somebody three on more the so, yeah, two or three sources, yeah. maybe try to get, yeah, exactly. Spend more time with it. But I don't, I don't have to do that anymore because it's like I, people that I know, I, I've been in this industry a long time. There's a lots of people that trust me. Um, and the last people we trust and when they tell me something, it's as good as gold. And that was as good as gold to me. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, I think that, the, but these connections, I think that's part of the reason why this podcast is successful and why we've been, we've been so successful is that we've just been doing this a long time. So we, and people trust us and know us, especially yeah. on the PlayStation side, but certainly everywhere in the industry, um, we have pretty good connections. Um, I think you're way better at it than I am because I just, I have my. I don't try to get new connections. I just know the people I know and they just tell me whatever they tell me, but I'm not like a schmoozer and I don't mean in a bad way. I'm not, I don't go to parties. Well, I, don't, I don't, for the record, like I don't, I would never say like I, I have plenty of contacts, but in terms of like friends, that's a different thing, of course. Sure. Okay. But I'm not like, I'm not, you're not, putting I'm not yourself heighten, out there. heightening the Rolodex. Right, you know? right, 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 right. And uh, I'm not doing it just to get a Rolodex. Nah, you're a little piece of shit. Well, that with, with I am a little dick. I am a little dick, a little piece of shit, but for many other reasons yeah. than that. That's not the reason. Uh, Tenacious P writes in and says, Hey guys, Hi. I'm a big advocate of physical gaming media and not a fan of the inevitable digitally only fu- digital only future. But I feel the one thing that is delaying that future is that every single game that is available digitally needs to have a playable demo to download. If I'm expected to pay $40 for something like the witness, then I want to play a bit of it first parentheses. Thankfully I played that at a friend's and I'm glad I didn't buy it at least with physical games. I can return them if I don't like them or trade them in when I'm done. So come on Sony playable demos for every single game. I thought this was the original intent. Wasn't that like, having demos for everything yeah like i, I never played remember. i never played demos but when i was finding out that the games didn't have demos i was like really yeah yeah yeah. i was like i was always under the assumption every ps4 game had a demo here's so my thing about it i know about that as much i thought about it after reading the question and just the fact of like i kind of understand what you're saying but then in a way and stick with me sorry in a way not that you're lazy but isn't it kind of lazy because i feel like at any point you could go the witness youtube gameplay and watch somebody play it and do you not I mean, like if, if the controls were floaty or this or too sluggish, you'd hear commentary about that. You'd see it in a re- I feel like there's so many avenues of information that you have to imagine Sony and I Microsoft. I don't know who the hell knows. I if thought, still I demos thought Xbox, Xbox did have demos. They did for 360 for sure. I have no idea what's happening with one anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I imagine they at some point had to look at how much work was going into making a demo doing this, blah, 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 and just be like, well, it's, it's not because it's not as easy as anymore being like, all right, cool. You can play the first 10 minutes of the game and try it, right? Because the first 10 minutes of the game, maybe they open with a bang. And there's a big story point. There isn't any gameplay that sucks to ruin that. And then, okay, make your give us a demo game developer. And they're like, I'm trying to finish the fucking game. And it just comes down to I feel like you're talking about the witness, like the witness had so much pre-release content out. Couldn't you have gone and just read the breakdown box on IGN's review and been like, oh, okay, I agree with this, that, and the other. Compare that to this, do this, and jump around. I could be wrong, but I think Steam has somewhat eliminated this problem by having refunds on right. games. So you can basically just buy a game, play it for a couple hours, and then return it if you don't like it. Um, so that, that is a possible solution, but that seems... Sony can't barely let you do anything on the PSN, so why would they let you do that? Can't yeah. you change your fucking name? Yeah. I just... I, I understand where you're coming from. In a perfect world, demos would be awesome, but I feel like there's enough out there where, again, you can go to your trusted source who covers that kind of game and see what they think of it and how it goes. But I digress. Your opinion matters. Kuro Inferno writes in with, I think, yeah, this is the last question of the week. Greetings, Colin and Greg. This is a question regarding first-person shooters. As of yesterday, the 6th of May, we have received some solid information about the biggest FPS games coming out this year. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare will take place in the futuristic setting. 
was that last week really already we didn't talk about it in this week's roper report i thought it was in last week's okay whereas battlefield one very clever name dice uh emoticon like this will take place during world war one now my question is out of these two settings which one would you like to experience the most i'd love to hear your thoughts on this kuro inferno p.s dying to see shuhei on the podcast again aren't we all yeah well, i'm sure he'll be back um he could tell me why he lied to me about horizon what did he say <laughs> what he was at gdc and he said horizon oh. would make it this year we still don't know if it's yeah true, I, I, the I'm fact just, that you don't know it's true i'm just joking yeah um busting his chops yeah as it were uh i'm more excited to play battlefield one setting but i want to play call of duty more because i like call of duty interesting so um i think it's i'll play both my whole thing is uh, battlefield one's trailer got me to a- actually interested to play that one whereas the call of duty trailer is like oh cool that doesn't do anything for me personally but again i'm not that guy i'm not the futuristic warfare guy and then the, like we're in space i'm like mm, oof, that's a hard one for greg greg just don't like much space Greg doesn't like space unless it's all these space things that I can name that he likes. Exactly. There's a lot of space things I do like, but there's a lot more that I don't like, like Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2 and 3, fine. Superman from space, but only like him on Earth. Never tries to do that shit. He's where not he from back space, from another planet. Time. I, no, I think he was just born in space. Oh, in the vacuum. If I understand, yeah, just floating out Absolute there. zero. Yeah. Just like everything else. We accept everything else just came from nothing. Naturally, we can't accept the Superman just came from we nothing else. That. That's true. Right, wrap case. it up. Battlefield seems cool. <laughs> Time for PS. I love this best friend XOXO. This is where one of you goes over to kindoffunny.com slash forums, leaves your PSN name, and we read it aloud here, where all the other best friends send you messages and friend requests, and you become best friends, and everybody loves each other. This one's from Boima. Eight. B-O-I-M-A-H-8. I'm just making up the Boima, but if Colin's got something better, we can use it. I don't know. This is my first one of these. I'm hoping to get friends to play GTA 5 in the division with. I can't play on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Thursday. Basically, I can't play any day that I have school the next day, but I can't play on Sunday. Boy, ma, eight is your PSN. Uh, PS, I love this best friend XOXO. So you can only play. It might have been easier to say you could only play over the weekends. Might have been a little. I can, but I, he only he only named Sunday, so I don't know if it's only then. It could technically it could be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but. He said basically and then boiled it down just to call out Sunday. So if you want to play GTA 5 or The Division Sundays on your PlayStation 4, get hit games up. three hours a week. Boy, my eight. B-O-I-M-A-H eight. Uh, this week's forgotten PlayStation game, Colin, comes from X Reverse Flash X. He says, hi, Greg and Colin. I have a nomination for this week's forgotten PlayStation game. Enslaved. Mm. Odyssey to the West for PlayStation Ninja 3. Theory. Yep. This was a third person action adventure game. In my opinion, this was an excellent under the radar game that had an interesting story that kept you interested until the end. Oh, very interesting. I really liked the combat with the steel rod that you had that you got different attack slash upgrades with and the cloud you used for hovering over water. The game reminded me of Uncharted Without Guns. Monkey and Trip were cool main characters. Trip was an AI female partner similar to Elena in the sense that she would explore the game during the game that she would I'm sorry she was with you during the game and you ran through many beautiful environments to explore the game was platform the game was very beautiful should have received a sequel for sure I feel enslaved is a really interesting one that's a good pick for sure it is great game and actually if you remember half of it remember it was before it came out before last of us but when I was playing last of us I was like oh this kind of feels like enslaved Mm -hmm. because they were far flung future but it was still in the same like our world reclaimed by nature, mm-hmm. science taken over, and all this different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Enslaved was a cool game. Yeah, it was definitely, an, definitely an under under the radar game. I don't think I remember not loving it, which is why I didn't beat it. Um, but I do remember the environments being very pretty, very lush, very green. Yep, blue skies. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. I think you were 
fabricated fighting machines. Yeah, it's very, very much like a Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll see if that is just a complete. That was a long time off. ago. I feel like I played that game during the Extra Life tournament in 2010. Oh wow! Is it possible that it was that long ago though? Yeah, because Heavenly that, Sword. Oh. This is a ninja. This is a ninja. Ninja Theory game, right? Right. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. Maybe it was 2011. I'm trying to put it on the map, yeah. Because what? Uh, Heavenly Sword was year one of the PlayStation 3? First calendar Heavenly year. Heavenly Sword was 2007. Yeah, and Slave yeah. was 2010. Yeah, so that's right. Damn, they and that then around. DMC was 2013. And then uh, they're doing uh, Hellblade now. And they did a Devil May Cry Definitive and all that. And they worked on Disney Infinity. Great. So there you go. Yeah, so 2010. That was a long time ago. I, I feel like I was playing it right when we moved to the office downtown. Yeah, two, yeah, that was definitely 2010, March of. Uh, so that is this week's forgotten PlayStation game. It's enslaved Odyssey to the West for PlayStation 3, and it was brought to you by Gamefly. Are you here to save money and play more games? Then let me introduce you to your our sponsor, Gamefly. Not your sponsor. You're not sponsored by anybody. Unless maybe you are, and congratulations if you are. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. Just go to Gamefly.com, pick your favorite games, and have them mailed directly to your door. They have more than 9,000 titles to choose from, so you can try before you buy. Go to Gamefly.com slash PS and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trials allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer by visiting Gamefly.com slash PS. And Colin, now it's time for PSN's worst name of the week. Mm. Now, this is a, not a two-part. There's two people I've put in here. So we'll start with the normal one. This is a terrible name. Somebody went over to kindoffunny.com slash forums and posted on the PSI Love You board. It comes from Crack Addicted Dog. That's not the bad PSN name. Oh, that's, 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 his a, bad, great, that's a great that's name. His, his bad that's slash great, great forums name over on the Kind of Funny forums. Crack Addicted Dog says, Hey guys, picture if you will, the year is 2011. Yours truly is 15 years old. Atlas's Catherine is a mere week away from release and I've just picked up a PS3 to play it after loving the Persona games on PS2. As I boot up the system, I am met with the message, do you want to create a PSN ID? Of course, I think to myself, what could possibly go wrong? In a moment of weakness, I sign up to the PlayStation Network is none other than Sphincter underscore monkey. <laughs> Sphincter monkey. It is not until two months later that I realize that my mistake is irreversible and I am stricken down to the depths of hell where I am met by Shuhei Yoshida. He stares at me with his beady hellish eyes and says, any last words, mortal? I reply, Shuhei, you monster. Let us change our names. Love you guys. Crack it the dog. Sphincter dog's a great name. Yeah, that's. I hope he changes changes over there. It's now, too long, I think. Now, really? Yeah. Sphincter monk. No, it's, it's all in caps. Whatever. Um, the next part of PSN's worst name of the week, which of course stems from the fact that you can't change PSN names, and it's a huge nightmare, and everybody everybody hates their lives because they didn't think it through like Greg did. This comes from Nin Ken Do, seventy nine. It's also he signs it Ken in Ohio, so he's over there too. Hey, Colin and Greg. I am a father of two young children, three and four, and they are just now getting to the age where they are interested in video games, Skylanders and such. So I thought I should create PSN accounts for them so they can save their games and get trophies and all that fun stuff. However, due to my current, in, due, due to the current inability to change PSN names, should I hold off on this until the functionality is available? Otherwise, I sh should I try to create safe, fairly generic names for them in hopes they'll be able to change them later or just learn to live forever with dad's dumb PSN name choice? Thanks, Ken in Ohio, Nintendo 79. Interesting question. Here's where I think the thing you're overlooking. You know your kids better than me, Ken. You already 
you know their names. That's a huge step for you, right? You have the chance to give them a nickname. Like if you imagine it this way, just dial it back. And for some reason, my dad was not into cranes and he liked video games. And he gave me the moniker of Game Over Greggy, right? At three. And then that would be like a badge of pride that I had a cool nickname. Like I was called Bugs growing up, right? And then they just stopped calling me when I went to school and had to explain I had a real name. But if they would have kept calling me Bugs, my PSN name would be Bugs. You have a chance to nickname. Yeah. That's a, that's a true story. The Bugs thing? Yeah, I don't you know. You know the I, Bugs thing? No, oh, yeah, so. totally. I was Bugs. I don't like that. Growing up, only only Grandma Miller, who fought the sickly raccoon, was the one who called me Gregory. Everybody else called me Bugs. And it took, when like kindergarten, I remember it being a big deal that like, are right, you going to go there and you're going to be Greg. You need to like write Gregory. You can't write bugs. You're Gregory. You're Greg. You weren't writing anything. I would know. In kindergarten, I don't know what I did. I got in trouble actually for getting in a locker on the final day of school because we were cleaning the lockers. And you remember you can't do that on television. They used to come mm-hmm. out of lockers and tell jokes. I thought that would be hilarious. And I got in trouble for it, of course, because school sucks. If you're listening, kids, just drop out of school. <laughs> uh, but I, I, not, I mean, not good advice. You have a chance, I think, to n- give your kid a nickname and have it. be. I mean, don't do like the whole... Like we have like X Pacer X or whatever. Over on, don't do stupid stuff like that. Don't be like, I mean, you're, I'm already, you're already Pacer X is driving his car. And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo is good, right? Like that's a good one already. So I don't know yeah, how Nintendo's you want to work your other kids names in those consoles. Maybe that makes sense. <laughs> X Bruce 360. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of options. I think, I think you should do it. It shouldn't be super. You shouldn't like nail him down with the yeah, whatever fucking <laughs> Dwayne Wayne fan 99 or some shit. But if you gave them something they can own that they can you could champion for them and make it like their thing. That'd be awesome. And think about it this way. It could live on long after you. You know what I mean? That could always be their story when they give their kid a PSN name one in 20 years. I think more simply years. that even though we kid around about it a lot. I refuse to believe that they're not going to let you change. hundred percent. It's got to be coming, right? What the saying, fuck? Say that for years. It's, it's, rid- it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's totally fucking ridiculous. I mean, we, and, and it's embarrassing at this point for them. Like they need to fix the problem. It's also kind of funny though. It's fun. It's, you know, it's embarrassing. It's funny though. It may, if you don't laugh about it, you'll cry. Exactly. That's yeah. a great point. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PS. I love you. XO XO episode 35. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, this is a product of kind of funny.com. So please go over to kind of funny.com, subscribe to all the YouTube channels, watch all the videos, including maybe the, the uncharted four spoiler cast. If you've beaten uncharted four, and if you haven't, don't worry, that video will be up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games forever. So you can get to it when you get to it. But remember it's there. Watch all the other stuff. Subscribe to the other shows. Tim would like you to listen to games cast. I'd like you to listen to game over Greggy show. Colin doesn't care what the fuck you do. Period. He's one of these guys. He doesn't mind if you do drugs. Even he says he wishes those were legal because as long as you're not hurting anybody else, it's fine. He says, mm-hmm. This show goes up every Tuesday, 9 a.m. Get it on YouTube. Get it on your podcast service. Rate it. Share us with your friends. Every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ends in a song in a segment we call Singing a Shoe Hey. This is where one of you very talented motherfuckers goes to kindoffunny.com slash PSM, the M is for music, and submit your song. I need a link to your YouTube video and a download link so I can put it on our MP3 YouTube that annotates to YouTube. YouTube begot YouTube, as they said in the Bible. This one comes from Mark Mills, who says, Hey, my name is Mark Mills, and I'm a musician living in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I don't know why I fucked that up. Oh, musician, Michigan. That's That mm. got in my head weird. I write and record songs by myself in my apartment, just quietly enough to avoid complaints. I plan to one day form a band and perform my music live, but right now I'm having a ton of fun recording my own ideas in my spare time. I really enjoy trying to create music with a strong sense of atmosphere, and this song, Water, is based on my hydrophobia. He thanks us for his support. You can go check out Mark Mills' stuff over at soundcloud.com slash mark-mills-18. 
That's Mark Mills, 18, with dashes in between them. So until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Thank you, Mark Mills. Good night. Cause I